Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace, 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 family. It's your boy, Jay Reedadah. And I know you all are wondering, where in the world have you been? Where's up with the website? Why haven't we heard a podcast? Oh my God, are you still alive? Well, fam, as you can see, I'm still alive. And I guess you guys say, well, damn, this guy's always got something coming up every now and again. Hey, family, that's life. But I'm so happy to be back, fam. And we will talk about that real briefly. We're not going to, um, yeah, the website is still in full effect. Okay. It's a month delayed, but it's still coming along. And, uh, I think you all, once you see what we got to offer, you're going to really like that. Um, but it's good to be back, fam. I have went through something very personal and I'm not going to get into what that is because it didn't involve just me, but let's just say it was a family situation and we'll leave it at that. Your prayers are very much welcome. Um, and I thank those of you who did take your time out to keep contacting me in emails. I did reach back to a lot of you. It may have took a little while, but I did get back to those of you that uh, I was able to get to so far. Um, thank you for your love, your genuine concern, and just wanting to check on me, man. And that means a lot. That lets me know you guys really do stick with your boy. That uh, you do see yourselves as part of this community, which you are. It's Favorite Radio family, and uh, Favorite Radio will continue as long as, like I said, as long as I'm alive and well, man. Um, no need to worry. But family, I'm definitely um, doing better. I do apologize great, graciously to you all, humbly, uh, for it being so long. Um, I just wasn't ready to come back onto the onto the podcast scene. Uh, and it gave me a little bit of time to do some thinking, some soul searching and some other things in between. So uh, family, like I always tell you all, I'm always just like you are. I'm here just like you are. I go through trials and tribulations just like you do. And uh, I am no better or no greater than any of you. And I think that's one of the things that I I feel that a lot of you or a majority of you who tune into me can really appreciate is the authenticity the realness. I myself enjoy that with down to earth people. You know, no matter how much we talk about what types of information that we reveal, it's all amazing. And yes, I've had some spiritual downtime, you know, to really just receive some downloads to do, like I said, some soul searching. And I'm still going through a process, family. Remember, even Yahshua or any of the other great spiritual leaders the Buddhas and everybody else, they had to go through a process. They had to go through tri- tribulation. They had to go through trials. 
And so uh, I'm no different. Just because I have a podcast show and I tell you guys these things that you can look into for yourself, we can decode and break things down. It doesn't mean that we as individuals and people still don't have to go through things in these bodies. We still have an identity. We still have a lot of learning. We still have a lot of things to do, to go through, and to evaluate. So that being said, I think I have a good show for you all today moving forward. Uh, I'm clear enough to start dropping these podcasts again. Again, family, I know a lot of you said, you know, you're not worried about the website, that my health is important, but I don't feel like I I feel like I owe you guys that, you know, because I keep saying things and I know we always seem to not procrastinate, but we seem to drag things out and know it's not my fault that things come up, but I don't want that to be looked upon as an excuse. You know, the show must still go on, but you can't go on with the show if the performer ain't up to par. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, that being said, we're going to look into some things, um, maybe having a backup or something. Right now, I really don't have a backup um, crew that, you know, I can pull a few rabbits out of the hat here and there and, and kindly ask someone that I'm close to, like I did with uh, my cousin Fidel. Cashflow VA. Um, when I had COVID back, you know, months ago last year, um, to just drop a, a quick line for you all to give you a heads up. Um, so it's it's you know, um, it was really nice of him to do that on my behalf and uh, to give you guys a heads up because I wasn't even at the time then I wasn't even answering emails. Your boy was that sick, so. Um, it took a lot of energy. You know, we don't realize how much energy things take out of a person when we do things that we're used to doing every day. But then when you're down or you're sick or whatever, you don't really realize how much you really are um, pulling from yourself when you do the things you do on a day to day. And this is why it's so health oriented and so sacred and um, important vitally important that we take good care of ourselves, getting enough appropriate uh, nutrients in our bodies and diets, enough sleep because your circadian system, it really needs that. You know, your biological clock needs that. So anyway, we're going to talk about some things today. I'm glad to be back and full effect with you all. You really already know who it is, what it is, what time it is. It's that time for us to give thanks to our sponsors with Anchor, Spotify and all others. So I just want to give a shout out to every last one of you, who, you know, checked on me as you always do. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, well, family, when we get back, we're going to jump straight into some things. I'm your boy, Jay Reedy Dog. You are tuning in the Fable Radio. We will return after these messages, fam. Stay tuned. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And it is 2022. That's right. A brand new year, a fresh start. And I just want to thank each and every one of you who have been supporting your boy all the way up to now. And hey, if you're new, welcome. I hope that you find everything and more 
with us here on Fable Radio. Join our community. Be a part of our family. Because you too are a part of the Fable Radio family. Family, this year makes the third year that Fable Radio has been up strong and running. And I must say, I'm very blessed. I didn't know that we would be this far into a third year. And I don't know what the year is going to bring. But if I'm blessed to still be here, Fable Radio will continue and continue strong it will. We have many, many things to come, fam. Oh, yeah. And I have to say it's all due thanks to the creator of all things, first and foremost, to my cousin, FCFVA, but most of all, family, I owe it all to you, the listeners, the audience, the very people who take time out of their day to listen to your boy, who supported me in many different ways, who emailed me, who have donated. None of that would have been possible without you. And I hope that we can continue to grow together. Family, this year, we got so much more in store. And it's going to take the help of each and every one of you to continue to keep it going like you've been helping me do in these last two years. Like I said, I don't know what the future holds for myself or any of you, but as long as we are here, we might as well do something positive together. Information is always ongoing, it's ever-growing, and we are always ever-learning. So, definitely, definitely support your boy. Get the word out. Share my link with people on social media. And family, I'm going to urge you, please, please donate. It helps Favor Radio immensely. Again, I don't pocket that. That is your investment into Favor Radio. Well, family, it's definitely that time. You already know who it is, what it is, and that's what I always say. To yours truly. On that note, family, I hope you all stay blessed. And as always, I'm your boy, J-Rated All, signing off, saying, I'm out. Peace and namaste. fam we are back thank you all once again for tuning in with your boy here on Fable Radio you already know who it is and we are talking about in game open your eyes open your eyes uh, family it feels good to be back on the podcast like I said I'm not going to spend too much time going about what's been going on with me but um, your prayers have been very very um well, very much so welcome with open arms. Um, trust me, I needed every bit of prayer I could get. And I really appreciate those of you who have been continuously doing that for me and my family. And, and uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, I haven't been like you guys know, I haven't done a podcast since the 5th of March. Um, 
but I have been trying to catch up on your emails. And uh, and that's the only reason I know you guys have been checking in with me because I've been checking you guys when you when you hit me up. So kudos to uh, those of you who've been hanging in there with your boy. Those are real true supporters. And, uh, you know, your faith and your belief and, and supporting me has been beyond words. Uh, sometimes you don't get the you can't please everybody. You can't be on time and do everything like you want for everybody. And so some people, as soon as you don't do something, they fall by the wayside. You know how it is, fam. You guys go through it yourself. So I don't even have to go there. So let's get on this topic, man. Your boy is back. And uh, even though I've been going through some things, I still been keeping my eyes open on what's going on in the world. I still have been taking a look at all the distractions. You know, you got the Will and Jada and, and Chris Rock BS. You got YouTubers beefing now all of a sudden with with each other, trying to get their hits up and monetize videos going. People will spend no expense to ridicule or to denigrate, insult or annihilate your character, man. And if you put yourself out there, you can only expect to get that same type of behavior back. Even when you're not doing anything, you're still going to have people try to dirty your name up, run you through the rug. I mean, through the mud, uh, drag you on the rug is what I was trying to say and run you run you through the mud. Uh, but that's that's to be expected because of the times we in the world we live in, the type of people that we have to deal with on the day to day. And um, so none of this should ever come as a shock. OK, and this is just confirms and validates what we've been talking about here on Fable Radio now for the last almost three years, especially within the last year and a half. We've been really getting getting it in. I'll just say two years, you know, right around the time since Kobe died going into covid. Look at what's been going on and transpiring. Look at the changes we've had uh, undergone and went through and transitioning into and and uh, with this, you know, Fossey juice and everything else is taking place in the world. Just take a look at things, man. And for those of you who have been, you know, really on your studies, putting it all together, not just piecing something here and there and then kind of like showing away everything else, putting it all together like we like to try to show you how to do here on Favorite Radio. That's what it's about, man. You know, an integral piece to all of this mystery is comparing, contrasting, testing, deciphering, decoding, using discernment. That's what we do on the show, man. That's how we're able to tell you how the Egyptians and the Sumerians and the Bible all correlate because this information has been tampered with so much throughout the franchise and dynasty of information in itself. It's kind of hard to know what is versus what isn't. And we're still learning as long as you're alive as long as you're in your right mind and as long as you have a will to want to know in your spirit to do better along for the most high, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. You're going to learn things that aren't what you thought they were. You're going to see things as they are. You're going to see a mixture of both. You're going to see that there's more to life than what meets the eye, more than what you've been taught, more than what you ever thought you knew. Things are going to keep unfolding, manifesting Things are going to come into fruition. Your volition of what you say and do based upon your free will and your perception of things are going to change, fam. That's living. That's learning. That's growing. That's how you ascend to different levels or higher levels of consciousness. None of this is going to happen overnight. 
we could take the basic biological aspects of life itself in terms of being born and going through a growth process and a phase and, and uh, another point and pivotal point in life where you start out as a, as, a, as, as a baby when you're born. You go through the infant and toddler stages, the little kid stages, the teenage adolescent stages, into the young adult stages, into the middle class and so forth and so forth, on and on. If you're allowed to live that long and learn as you go along through experience. So what is the difference in the spiritual growth aspect? What is the difference in the mental and emotional growth aspect? None, because you need all those things that are a part of you to all integrate and all come into being, into fruition as that time will allow. Whatever time you need to process, you might say something today and then tomorrow turn around and say something different because you realize tomorrow, if you're allowed to see tomorrow or get to it, that what you said today was for today or wasn't even what you thought it was. So that's what we do here on Fable Radio. We, we talk about everything, family. When I say this, I say it all the time. We talk about any and everything. It's just that lately, spiritual matters have, have to come before material matters. Sure, we could talk about anything in any kind of way down to earth, but you guys see this and hear this type of stuff all the time anyway on other podcasts, on YouTube, on the news, on mainstream society uh, platforms. You hear it all the time. What we need versus what we want is totally two different things on the show. And we don't sugarcoat nothing. We don't candy coat it. We don't dress it up. We tell it like it is. As best as we can. Because what do I always say? On this show, there's no filters. There's no BS. There's no censorship. We come real. We come raw. We come authentic. Or we don't come at all. And the one word that connects all things, not just on Favorite Radio, but the one thing that connects the whole entire universe, us, everything that we ever knew and didn't know above or beyond or even under the sun. The one thing that connects all things is what? Spirituality. And we give you the real definition of what we feel that is on this show. This ain't no new age jargon, mumbo jumbo. This ain't none of that. This ain't religion. Okay. Religion is man-made. It gives you uh, false pretenses. It mixes things up. It doesn't give you a a full dichotomy of what could be. It gives you a rendition, a version, an aspect. And even if I'm doing that to you guys in terms of giving you a version, I'm trying to come from the most open and most honest, most validated and most confirmed way about it. The most honest and open approaches I possibly can. I am but a man. Again, here I say it. I am a man, not the most high. And I share experiences that can either hurt me, make me or break me. Ridicule me. I tell you guys things that most people would be scared to tell you or to go into full detail about. And some things are better left alone. Some things aren't meant to be talked or spoken about in a certain, but, but, you know, within a certain, uh, perimeter of time or or based on a certain time even Yahshua waited 
before he had to fulfill his prophecy. He would tell his mother when she wanted him to change water to wine at a wedding. He said, it is yet not my time. The man that he healed with leprosy, he told him, do not tell of these things. To go to the temple, to do your normal rituals, and to walk out. But don't speak of who or what happened to you, for it is not yet my time. But yet people still tried to speak and, they, and and I don't think they always did it to expose him in any negative way. They just were testifying to what they had witnessed as a miracle. And they wanted people to know there is a man walking around who can bless you. And 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 and, or, and I haven't, you know, whatever the, the testimony is on, on, on behalf of the person who was miraculously healed or witnessed the healing. They wanted people to know. But what they didn't realize is he kept saying certain things at an appointed time to a certain group of people. Everybody else, usually when he spoke, he spoke in parables or he tried not to showcase certain things because it would have screwed up with the prophecy of things. And people who are living only in the moment don't see things like a being who comes from all aspects of time. They think they're just being funny. And the Bible tells you there's a season and a time for everything. It's a time to laugh, cry, dance, fight. It's a time for everything, fam. So when you're on Fable Radio, we talk about things that not only are mind-blowing and revealing, and sometimes it makes you laugh, sometimes it makes you cry, sometimes it makes you upset. And sometimes it brings relief. But the whole thing of telling the truth is to bring you relief. Good or bad. Never really bad unless you allow it to be. Because you are giving yourself an opportunity to be prepared. Not to psych yourself out or to kid yourself. Or to undermine your own thinking. Critical thinking at that. And open your hearts. And see the forewarnings that have been given to us by our predecessors and our ancestors and those who came before us and what the scriptures tell us and things like that. Search these things out for yourself. Seek and ye shall find knocking the door shall open, ask and it shall be given. You guys got to do that. Now, I didn't say it in the order I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to say ask, seek and then knock, which actually is the acronym for the word ask. <laughs> so anyway, family, it is that time for us to have our next commercial break. When we return, I'm going to get straight into what we're going to talk about today. As you can see, the title says in game. Right. That's right. Because we're in the end game family. The change is upon us. I'm your boy, J. Rita Daw. You already know who it is, what it is and why we do it. On that note, family, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll return after these messages. What's up, fam? That's right. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And that's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio, baby. When you heard it here, you heard it first. You already know. Family, we're here to celebrate a brother that we've already been talking about. And here in 2022, I'm here to give him more clout, give him more props. And if you don't already know, well, it's time for you to get caught up and get hip to what's really going on. We're going to celebrate our boy Astro Bull Baby. That's right. Mr. Tony Davis is in the house. 
and he's coming to you with all types of information, all types of talent, gifted in every aspect, every way you can think possible. So if you've never heard of Astro Bull Baby, this brother is as spiritual as they come. Real talk. And to check him out, you can start off by going to his YouTube channel called Astro Bull Baby. Let me spell that for you. Astral, A-S-T as in Tom, R-A-L, Boo, B as in Boy, O as in Oscar, O as in Oscar, and of course, Baby, B-A-B-Y, all one word. So head on over to YouTube, support this brother, check him out. He's been in the game for a long, long time. And I don't mean just giving you some hoopla, a whole bunch of this or that. The credibility is far reaching and beyond. So check him out. Astro Boo Baby, he's got many other types of things that he's involved in. The brother's an artist. He can draw. He's a producer musically. He's a singer and a damn good one at that. So check him out. Support him and let him know. Tell him your boy Jay rated off and Pharaoh Radio sent you over there. I guarantee you will not regret it. With much love, family, it is a new year and we got to act like, you know, we got our thinking caps on, but we got to keep our spiritual eye open as well because there's a lot of things happening. So don't be sleep with your pants down. Get the information. Support one another in your communities. Network fam. The only way to really get it is to just do it and get it. I'm your boy, Jerry Dadaw. We want to give a shout out to Astro Bull Baby. Once again, we want to thank that brother for all that he does worldwide, globally and locally. Coming to you from yours truly. On that note, y'all stay safe, stay blessed, and as always, fam, you already know, I'm out. Peace and namaste. All right, all right, family, we are back. You're tuning in with your boy, J. Reed Adar. On a new, another new episode of Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, it is April. We are now in the beginning of April of 2022. Yes, that's right. Time is flying like never before. And you can just chop it up to just or narrow it down to the sand. Well, you know, that's how it always is, Jay. Anyone that says that probably might feel that way. But, you know, it's more to it than just that. I think a lot of more people in the world are saying this because they are witnessing it as time is just so far progressive now. It's just beyond words. We're not just talking about missing a day here and there. We're talking about every day being like, what day is it? What time is it? I, I even have people ask me what month it is. No, 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 <laughs> no cap, man. I'm not playing. I'm not lying. They'll ask me, what month is this again? Because the consciousness is sped up. Time has sped up. The Bible tells us why. And we're going to talk about that. Family, like I said, it's been over a month almost. It hasn't been a month yet. It would have made a month on the 5th of this month. So I'm, I'm just a few days before making it a month that you haven't heard from me. Uh, but your boy is here. And as long as I got you know, life in my body and it's, it's, it's the blessings of the most high to let me continue. That's what I'm going to do. Like I said, this year, we got some good things coming. I am still on the website. The website is pretty much, um, 
it's already developed to a degree. I'm just waiting to uh, get some further information on some things in terms of merchandise. So that's why I have not actually released it yet. Wanted to have done that last month, but some things came about that uh, were unforeseen. And, um, you know, that, that was more of a priority at the time. And, uh, and and I wasn't in a mind or mental or emotional state to really be what I need to be for you guys in terms of what I do on the show. So thank you guys for giving me your blessings in terms of your prayers and um, your patience. It's always comes down to patience, fam. All right. The title is Endgame. Open your eyes. So let's talk about it. I kind of uh, left off. The last podcast I talked about was called The Terminator Apocrypha. That was kind of just to give you guys sort of a, a spinoff of the graphene you know, we had talked about with, with what's going on. You know, have you heard this in your churches uh, podcast part one and two? Um, and I told you guys I would go into giving you movies to look into and what to look into them for. I also uh, left off with the Terminator Apocrypha talking about just sort of how this this thing may play out in the end times, you know, with AI technology, uh, these cyborgs or these uh, robots, right? This AI artificial intelligence that's going on right now. And then what to look at when you're looking into terms of graphene, the wonder material. We talked about that. We put scriptures with it. We showed you how the Antichrist is possibly going to use this to benefit him and his cause in the last time in the last days. Uh, and so we're going to stick to that, uh, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other things that go along with this end times, things that's up to date, up to par, things that are going on as we have been talking about for the last few months. End game. Choice of words that I thought would be uh, respectfully noted <laughs> and preferable uh, in terms of. Um, for this podcast in the times that we're in, we see movies all the time that give way through predictive programming, what it is that they are trying to convey across to us without actually saying it. Another reason why I think the satanic media uh, shows us these predictive programmings is to get you desensitized and used to the things that are about to enter into your reality. What better way to do that than through media, right? Through f- constant advertising beating it into your subconscious to the point of desensitizing you getting you used to more and more each and every day by the second so that when things actually do come into fruition or manifest we won't be so shocked and we'll be so more much more willing to accept it without question that's why we have to be dis- use a form of discernment you need to be vigilant and sober-minded and in the spirit of the most high fam so you'll know and catch these things as they're coming into your reality. Yeah, you know, Endgame was one of my, and still is, one of my favorite Marvel movies. Of course, I love watching movies, not just for entertainment value, but I look at it for the symbolism, right? I look at it for the occult and esoteric hidden meanings and symbolisms and things said and quoted and interacted in the movie. Characters, powers, um, ancient relics, right? Ancient beings from other dimensions and worlds, what their goals are, what their true uh, initiative or motive is. And you see these things that you've seen in the doctrine of the spiritual 
Bible uh, or in the Quran or in other forms of ancient cultures, such as ancient Kemet, which is Egypt, the pyramid text. We talk about it, family. One thing we haven't talked a lot about, though, that we're going to probably start bringing more. And I said I was going to do it. So I am. We're going to start giving a little bit more um, comparisons to the Quran and also to the v- the Vedic, which is the Hindu uh, and, and I'm not trying to uh, introduce to you all, for those of you who have a religious mind, I'm not trying to introduce a foreign or a uh, doctrine of devil to anyone. You guys know how we get down on Fiwa Radio. You already know how I feel about that. If you've been following and ro- rolling with me, if you've been rocking with me for a while now, you know how what I mean. So I don't need to even explain myself when it comes to information. You know, if people are that narrow minded and not using discernment or the scriptures in the right way, then so be it. You know, I can't keep explaining myself every time I do a podcast why I'm saying the things I say, because I give you guys a lot of information and I show you in your Bibles through translations and correlations how this stuff is playing out right before our very eyes, all of us. Whether we choose to believe it, see it or not. Okay, what you do with this information is up to you. It is my job, though, to bear witness to the truth and to put it out there. That's it. And if I make a mistake in the process or while I'm doing it and I catch myself or someone else catches me, then you guys know I have no problem apologizing humbly and uh, doing it with the veracity of truth and nothing but the truth. That's it. There's no secret hidden agenda with me. Okay. Uh, So therefore, let's get into this. End game. Well, it speaks for itself. It's the end of a game, right? It's the process of something coming to an end or maybe starting to begin in another phase or on another level. We talked about some of these things throughout the different podcasts in comparison to movies like the Marvel Universe movies, right? With the Avengers and things. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today because it's going to go with what I'm going to talk to you about in terms of the title. Um, so this podcast may be a little bit longer than its normal hour and a half, but I don't think anyone's going to complain being that I haven't been on here almost a whole month. <laughs> and it just lets you know I'm in a better spirit to get to what I haven't been able to. Um, Marvel understands the Bible better than Christians, man. And I'm going to say this because this is no knock to anybody. Anybody that keeps wanting to know why I use the word Christian, let me tell you something. No one in your Bible calls themselves a Christian, even though the word in the Bible is probably, uh, I think the word Christian is in the Bible two or three times. Tops. All right. Revelations chapter 17, verse one. Right. That gets into people being, um, and let's read it. Let's not just talk about it. Let me let me show you why I went to uh, Revelation 7, 17, 1. You can follow with me or listen to me if you need to, whatever you're doing. Revelation chapter 17, verse 1 says, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials. And talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now, who is this referring to? 
It's talking about the harlot, the Babylon, right? It's talking about the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty, right? She's the harlot. That's what the representation of the Statue of Liberty really is, Babylon, right? But it's also, if we're going to compare and contrast it to the movie Avengers, it would be the Scarlet Witch. That's right. The Scarlet Beast. That's in your Bibles, by the way, in terms of terms. But um, this is what the representation or the symbolism, shall I say, is talking about. Let's continue to read verse two with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and in the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Verse three. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And verse four, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hands full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Let's go ahead and read to verse six, fam. And verse five says, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon, the great the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Verse six. And I saw the woman drunk, drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now, that's a lot to explain. But if you just read what I read to you. Or read it for yourself or read into it or heard me. It talks about the great harlot. Babylon, who is a what? Witch. The Scarlet Witch is a representation of that, in a sense, in the Marvel movie. There's a reason why the Marvel or any DC or any of these not un, nothing new under the sun comic books keep referring back to things that you see in your Bible. Remember, we did months and months ago, I did the DC comparisons of Superman representing Yeshua coming from the house of El. And who he was. And a lot of you, a majority of you loved it. It's In fact, and, and through the analytics, it went up through the roof. Never seen so many people take to a Superman podcast like that. But I guess you liked the way I had showed you how it all represents what the Bible's saying. When you take the characters and you start doing the real comparison. Well... That's not what this whole podcast today is going to be about. But this is going to show you what is before your very eyes when you're watching TV, hypnotized into the TV, why it tells lies to your vision. When you go to the movie theaters and you're popcorn eating and drinking and chilling and listening to uh, watching the big screen TV with all the sound effects. It's beautiful, isn't it? But what is the movie conveying to you? What is it telling you subconscious? What are you being programmed predictively to accept in these movies we'll continue more on this when we return out to these messages this is going to be our last commercial break for now so you guys have time to 
do what you need to do. Because when we come back, we're going to jump into this whole explanation of what I'm talking about in terms of end game. Then, family, we're going to talk about some things in the Bible. A lot of you probably didn't even know that's going on with the reason why we're having these end times and who's behind it. Why is it happening? So get your Bibles ready because you're going to be in for an experience. Glad to be back, family. Thank you all for tuning in once again. I'm your boy, Jay Reed at all. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Yeah, a minute. Yeah, a minute. Uh, uh. It's, it's, it's Jimmy Dadar and I'm in the scene. Uh, yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, boy, I'm in it. Uh, uh. Jimmy Dadar in the scene. Yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. Uh. family we are back hope you all during intermission have had um your break times i hope you uh, are having a blessed day whether it's day or night wherever you are and i hope you are fairly comfortable in terms of temperature climate and all that jazz so we are here on the podcast talking about in game open your eyes we left off talking about the Avengers, how that kind of correlates to the Bible and not even kind of how it actually correlates or relates to the Bible, as does most of your movies that are produced by Hollywood, etc. Uh, all things for a reason. We know this. Like I said, if you've been tuning in with me for some time now, you kind of know where I go when I get into the information. Um, I try to show you guys the obvious truths and nothing more. Or nothing less, shall I say. Uh, always want more, but we definitely don't want less. Um, all right, family. So let's continue where we left off. So we talked about in Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. And we really read more than that. We read up to verse 6. And we were talking about the harlot, right? Babylon. And it's not just in America that Babylon exists. This is actually the planet. We're under the Greek or Roman Greek law, family. Roman Greco law right law of the romans right we're under that same law in babylon this is the law of tardis if you don't know what that is i suggest you look into tardis and then we'll have a uh, we will have a discussion on it anyway so if you want to uh look more into that on your own volition definitely i welcome you to do so uh if you have any email uh, any questions email me you guys know this the avenger is in your bible right and what do you mean by that, Jay? What do you mean the Avengers is in the Bible? Family, you got to get into this Bible, man. <laughs> Some of you guys think this is just a book made by men put into keeping the masses of people dumbed down, under control, and it's just a bunch of uh, rhetoric and nonsense. I'd say a very small percentage of that is true. 
except the nonsense. There's no nonsense in it. But in terms of it being controlled, in terms of it dumbing down the populace or people who are in religions, yes. You've had this book tampered with so many times through your government, global elitist, satanic uh, bloodlines that it's not funny. The Constantines, the, Nic- uh, the Nicene Councils, uh, the Freemasons, all everybody who's had a hand in this has had a hand in it, okay? For very good reason. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We don't have any more commercial breaks, so we're going to jump straight into this. Yes, the Avengers, as well as other uh, comic book um, brands such as DC or whatever, you're going to find all of these different characters that we talk about on integration or peace to scriptures, any type of spiritual doctrine, technology and so forth. Nothing happens by chance. And if we know nothing truly is nothing new under the sun, we truly know that. Then we know that what we're seeing is merely just bits and pieces of things taken from different timelines and put into or skewed into our timeline. Ecclesiastes chapter one tells us this, right? So first Thessalonians chapter four, verse six says this, that no man go beyond and defraud, right? His brother in any manner. Because that the Lord is the avenger, right? The Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. Clearly, we see the Lord is the avenger. We know this because what the Psalms chapter 46 verse 10 says is be still and know that I am God, right? Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Well, what are the Avengers family? What, what is their job? What do they do? They are the, the heroes or the heroines, right? Both male and female, masculine, feminine. They fight and ward off what? Evil, wrongdoing, injustices. These are the heroes of the planet, the Avengers, those of the world. Tony Stark's played by Robert Downey Jr., who's one of my favorite actors of all time, said in one of his movies, and I'm a paraphrase, basically said, we may not can defend the planet, but we're sure as hell going to fight for. Now, I may be wrong in saying that. In fact, I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right. So I'm going to look it up. Much as I done looked at these movies, hey, I can't remember everything said, but I'm going to show you guys something. And I don't forget which Avenger movie he was actually talking to. I think he was talking to, uh, it was either an Endgame or it was an Infinity Wars. Tony Stark's, let me see, quote. Let's see if I'm correct here. So he said this. uh, This is a quote in the Avengers. And like I said, Robert Downey Jr.'s character played as Tony Stark said, maybe your army comes and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the earth, 
you can be damned well sure will avenge it. A fitting quote for an Avenger who happens to be Iron Man played by Robert Downey Jr.'s character as Tony Starks. So, I rest my case. See, I like to be correct. I don't like to give misinformation. (laughs) And I sure didn't want to quote anything if that wasn't how it's actually, uh, if that isn't what was actually said. So that's why I went to the internet just now and you heard me read to you what was said by the Avenger, Tony Stark's, a.k.a. Iron Man, played by Robert Downey Jr. He said, I'll say it again, maybe your army comes and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. That being said, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 6 tells us that the Lord is the avenger, right? And it also tells us in Exodus chapter 14 verse 14 that the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Well, you know what the avengers do? They fight for you. Isn't that what Tony Stark's basically said in the movie Avengers that came out in 2012? That if we cannot protect the earth, we sure as hell or damn well, you can be sure that we would damn well sure avenge it. Right? The Lord in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 6 fam says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. Now, I want you to look at something else. And Avengers Endgame, the movie, Tony Stark's Iron Man, right? He dies. And Spider-Man, a.k.a. Peter Parker, right? He cries or weps. Did you know that that's a small parallel part from that movie that comes out of the Bible in the chapter uh, 22 of Luke verse 26 Luke chapter 22 verse I mean uh, Luke chapter 22 verse 62 not 26 uh, verse 62 did you know that let's turn in your Bibles if you will with me to Luke chapter 22 and let's read verse 62 fam if you think I'm making this up Then let's see if you can make a liar out of me, because I want you all to see this for yourself. Again, I repeat, Luke chapter 22, verse 62 is a small parallel aspect taken out of this scripture from the movie Adventures Endgame when Tony Starks, a.k.a. Iron Man, right? He dies and the first person that jumps to his aid as he's dying Well, first person was actually his best friend. But Peter Parker might have been Peter Parker. Either way, Peter Parker shows up and he starts saying, you know, Mr. Starks, Tony, we did it. And he's crying. He's weeping, right? Well, look in Luke chapter 22, verse 62. It says, and I quote, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now, how what are the what are the chances? Some of you say, oh, that's a reach. 
That's coincidence. Just because the man's name is Peter and he wept. That doesn't even have in the same scenario. He wept for Tony Stark's as Iron Man. It just so happens to be, Jerry, that all this, we're talking about Peter in the Bible. He wept. Now, we know why he wept in that chapter, if you read it, because of him doing what Jesus said he was going to do. Because he denied him three times, right? That's why Peter wept. I just showed you in Revelation 17, the Scarlet Witch, right? Who is in the book is who's in the movie, the Avengers Scarlet Witch. And she has two sides to her as well. If you've been keeping up with Marvel, if you haven't, then don't worry about it. Just follow with me. You'll get it. Eventually you'll get it. I promise. We know who Iron Man is, according to the Bible, when we talk about Book of Daniel, chapter two, verses 41 through 43. The man made of clay, the Iron Man, right? The Miri, right? The Miri clay mixed with iron. We talked about that. And the uh, are you hearing this from your church? Series part one and two. And we did it into the spinoff of Terminator Apocrypha. We were talking about how this graphene and all these different things are mixed into the bloodstream, I mean, into the bloodlines and the DNA sequencing, right? These beings that are talked about in the book of Daniel mixed their seed in with man. Also, they mixed their technology in with man. That's what we talked about. So we saw that Iron Man also as part of a antichrist for later. We saw that in Revelation chapter 13 verses one and two. Well, excuse me, verses two and three. So all this stuff is you may or may not know or see or understand as of yet, because if you stay in the spirit with the most high, you will see it and you will get it. I can promise you that. You see it in Bible parallel. The stones on Thanos. We talked about that. That's in Revelation chapter six, verse eight. And we know that the word for death in Greek is Thanatos, right? Yeah, Thanos, who happens to be, according to Marvel, a Titan, right? And we know the Titan, according to our reality, is a moon that is one of the moons, one of the moons of Saturn. See, all this stuff is Saturn anyway. Technology, all the stuff that we're doing on this planet is Saturn based. And I told you guys that in one of the podcasts that we've done, we're going to get more into Saturn. In fact, I'm just going to do a whole podcast on Saturn. OK, and I'll show you how all of it relates. If you haven't got it by now, you will, because I have talked about it for the last few months, fam. So check these things out. Go back. Listen to the podcast show. Take notes. Ask questions if you don't get it. But we don't want to keep regurgitating things. We want to keep moving on and bringing those things into fruition with other things. So it all will come into one complete full circle and start making sense. If you are just now starting out listening to this particular show and you haven't started over, I urge you to go back. It may take a while, but it's well worth it because I have been putting these podcasts out since 2019 of uh, June or July. All right. And I probably have even more shows if I hadn't have stopped in between a lot of different times, but I think I've done pretty well to get to 200 or more. 
So family, I mean, hey, it's all worth it, man. Regardless of what we've talked about over the span of time, I've been doing these things over the expanse of, of or duration of favorite radio. It's definitely some great, solid, spiritual, life-changing information there. Okay. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm simply saying these are things that I have had change my life. And a lot of you who have been kind enough to, and open enough with me through your emails and communication have told me this. And I've even read a few of y'all's Q&A. And by the way, it's been a long time, yes, since I did a podcast, but we will pick back up on the Q&A, by the way, family. I am so sorry again for, for so much time that was missed, um, but I would definitely pick up on some of your emails and, um, you know, we will go from there. Okay, so definitely uh, I've been answering your emails, though, even off, of course, off the uh, podcast platform. But I haven't been doing any podcast since March 5th. So that being said, all things will return as they had been before they stopped. Okay, all right. So, yeah, you'll see the stones that Thanos had. Right. They're meant to mock the tribes of Israel family. The glove that he had. Those are meant to mock the tribe of Israel and what and the ones who have fallen away from God. This is in your Bible. The stones are in the books of Exodus chapter 28, verse 17 and Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13. Two E's, both 28s, 117, 113, right? Exodus 28, 17, Ezekiel 28, 13. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Armageddon is the battle of the gods. I'm telling you this for purposes that you have, may not have get gotten out of church. Horses are euphemisms for gods or gods in the Bible. This is why Yahshua rode a donkey going into the city of peace. As we know, a.k.a. Jerusalem, right? To recognize the prophecy in Isaiah. And to recognize the prophecy in Isaiah of the Messiah coming as the humble servant, the prince of peace. Right. However, in Revelation, Yahshua, he returns as the true lion of Judah or the bear ready to rumble in the jungle as the king. Right. The true rider of the white horse, which illustrates also what is written in Isaiah, that he will return in the end of days as the what? God of war who will execute justice very fiercely. He's an avenger. That's why he will execute justice, right? Remember, Bible says again in Exodus 14, verse 14, that the Lord shall fight for you. And all you do is hold your peace. He's the avenger coming back with other avengers. He's the leader of the tribe, the tribe of what? Judah. Israel, he's the lion. It just so happens I'm a Leo and I'm born in, you know, and 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 that and that same. I'm a lion. I'm a Leo. Warrior. He come in peace when he first came on the donkey, right, going into the city of Jerusalem. During the Passovers and all this stuff, right? <clears throat> he came to humble himself. Remember, the Bible tells us he didn't come into the world to condemn it. He came to save it. 
But now when he comes back, when he returns, he's not coming on no donkey. <laughs> he's not coming with humbleness. He's coming fierce with wrath to judge the world. He's coming like a lion or a bear. He's returning as the lion of Judah to take back what has been taken for granted by the evil one. And he will execute justice very fiercely. Thanos in Infinity Wars, another snippet or parallel that you can take, and it's in some of the Bibles. Now, I got you guys know I rock with the key. King James Version. I have other versions. I have the New International. I have the Standard. I have the um, I have the original King James Bible. Okay? Plus the Apocrypha. I have that too. And, and even it speaks in the original language. I have that as well. I've got lexicons, Greek, Latin. I got all of those. Hebrew. Here's the thing, fam. In the the Living Bible version, the TLB version. And if you look in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 13, Ezekiel chapter 22, it it reads as this. But now I snap my fingers and call a halt to your dishonest gain and bloodshed. That's a parallel. I'm just giving you guys some jewels here, some parallels to what Thanos did in Infinity Wars when he snapped his fingers with Thor's axe in his arm shoulder (laughs) he snapped his fingers and changed his time and laws that's the false rapture that's what's in Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 with Antichrist having the power to change laws and time okay we're not going to stick on that because I've talked about this already just trying to give you guys a brush or a quick recap because what we're going to go into next and this is like I said the show's going to be longer than usual but that shouldn't be nothing new to you guys you guys know sometimes I can go three four hours but here's the thing Israel Israel right where is it it stands at the crossroads of Europe Asia and Africa that's what makes up the spans of Israel We know Europe, countries like that with Russia, Germany, the European Union, all of that. Rome, that's where Europe is. Rome is Italy. Italy is Rome. That's where Rome or Romans come from. The word romantic is the antics of the Rome, of the Romans, right? That's where all that comes from. The Middle East basically is a geopolitical term, folks, that commonly refers to the region spanning from Levant, um, you know, um, Arabian Peninsula, Anatolia, Egypt, Iran, and Iraq—they all make up the Middle East. But the but but the continent, the Middle East itself, is mainly made up of Asia and Africa. Of course, with the crossroads of Europe coming into it. This is why the Antichrist will come out of, and Revelation 17 tells us, as well as Daniel and all the others, he will come out of Rome. 
But more so, if you want to be specific, he will come out of Israel. And that's why we're going to talk about these things today. But I got something for you guys, because like I said, we know who the Avenger is. We know the good versus evil. We understand the metaphors and the context and all that. Or do we? Because if we're reading the book of Daniel, Ezekiel, Revelation 17, Middle East, European Union, Africa, Asia, Mediterranean areas, right? If we're reading that, we'll know. Now, I can tell you more about the whole Captain America, the the whole Avengers, how they have all of the symbols and all of the different things you guys could look at and see for yourself. And you'd see that this stuff has predictive programming in it. We could see that. That's not hard to tell. Um, no more than it would be if I were to point out what these things have been saying. With, with not just the movies, but the music industry and all of, all of the other Hollywood schizoids. And all of their demeaning, demented, demonic symbolism has been representing through lyrics, music videos, movies, etc, etc. Forget all this Will Smith, Chris Rock stuff. That's distractions. Whether it was staged, whether it was a humiliation ritual, whether it was a man that was losing his, 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 you know, his composure, going through a breakdown, had a meltdown, Man has been through a lot. He's with a woman that he, you know, he's been married to for quite a long time. And then, you know, with all the red table talk and the Tupac talk and all this other stuff, Will's going through it. At the end of the day, no matter whether this man is Satan's or not, he's still a man. He still has feelings and he still has to deal. We know that's what comes in those Hollywood circles. So none of this stuff that we're talking about should be even a, a distraction in terms of worrying about or paying homage to stuff like that. Man slapped the man. It ain't the end of the world. It, it, Chris Rock didn't die from the slap. He didn't commit a crime by shooting the man and killing him. Sure, it was a crime in the sense of a volatile act, especially in front of a camera of millions while they're in front of thousands. But who's to say what really took place? What transpired? I just wanted to get that out because that's where a lot of people's minds are right now. Why he did what he did. Who cares? He is no different or no less or no more than any of us. And he's going to have to answer for everything he's ever did and have to take account and be responsible for every action he's ever did in his life when he meets his maker, just like you, me and anybody else. So why are we talking about that? That's a distraction. That stuff is expected to happen. The Bible tells us this, fam. So let's not act brand new. Okay, let's get back on what's really, really most important and what's relevant. And I'm going to show you guys, if we got some time at the end, I'll go back to the Avenger movie, give you a few more uh, gems and things to look at when you go back and look at these movies. But I wanted to just kind of touch base on that before we start really breaking the ice here. Because like I said, the most high warned the Antichrist, he warned the Antichrist would change the meaning of time and numbers. Right. The Sabbath day that marked the end of the one year has now been replaced with the pagan New Year's Eve. A week in the Bible means a year, family. The 70 weeks, that equals 70 years. Seven days of creation in Genesis equals one year. This means that the Most High rested to mark the end of one year. We know a day to God is likened to what? A 
a thousand years when we read that in the book of Psalms and first Peter and all this stuff. So we understand time is, uh, is different, but none of this stuff should be now to some of you who've never heard any of this or haven't had been exposed to this information. I'm not talking to you in terms of how you should act. Because if this is your first time getting this information, it should be you should be probably mostly skeptical because you've never heard it. Two, if you have wondered and this is starting to uh, weigh on your spirit in terms of your interest being more, uh, you know, curious. Great. That's the Lord talking to you, not Jay Reed at all. I'm just a man. I'm a messenger. But if something in your spirit is saying, listen to this or check it out a little bit more, then that's the most high talking to you. That's your soul talking to you. Okay. Um, like I said, go back, listen to the shows. You'll understand why we do it, what we're doing. And it all makes sense. It all makes sense to the extent we have been so deceived family. We don't know what's going on. We can't tell what's <laughs> what's been scripted. Hollywood wise, because if we want to say script, then the Bible is full of scriptures. That's why it's called a script, because we're in a movie. We're in the most highs movie. Right. And we're in a script. That's why everything that he says is happening as it unfolds right before our very eyes. If we follow the script, which means if we read and study and follow the scriptures. It's laid out there, the blueprint, everything. All right, so. I'm not going to waste any more time talking about that, but we will get back on that if we have some time towards the end of the show. I want to talk to you all about that. If not, we'll go into it on another show about the whole Hollywood, um, et cetera, et cetera. I do want to say something, though, in terms of Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 39. If we're if we're comparing modern day names with biblical names, let me just first say that in the Bible, in Ezekiel, Magog, Gog and Magog, right? Gog is the entity. Magog is the place, the land. Well, Magog is another name for Russia, if you didn't know that. And Greek, some names are like Russia and all of that. But in the Bible, Magog is Russia. Iran is Persia. Okay. Meshach, that's the southern part of Russia that uh, reaches Turkey and Iran. If you didn't know that. Tubal, right? Tubal is the area uh, of land in the east and north of Iran. If you didn't know that. Ukraine. Right. Like in this Ukraine war, that's Gomer. Right. That's Gomer. Some say Gomer spelled G-O-M-E-R. Gomer. Right. Uh, Turkey, that's uh, Tog uh, Togarma, Togarma. Right. And of course, Ethiopia and places like Libya, they still have their biblical names. So their modern day name is the same as it was in biblical times. We could go on and on. So we'll have sessions like that. So I wanted you guys to know moving forward in these discussions, when you hear these names in the Bible, I'm giving you the modern day terms that they're using. Russia is Magog. OK. All right. Ethiopia and Libya, they're the same. Ukraine, that's Gomer. So now that you have that pretty much two ball, like I said, that's uh, in the, the north of Iran. Uh, that's the area of land in the east and north of Iran. But if you didn't know that now you do. Now, I want you all to kind of turn with me, I say kind of, if you ain't got a Bible, go to Internet or just listen. We're going to go to First uh, Kings chapter 22, verse 19. I've um, been doing some studying, of course, as I always do, family. I um, 
Lord has put some things on my spirit. I was having this talk with a couple of people and um, <laughs> I wanted to share this all with you guys. I'm going to show you something about the most high. Let's go to first Kings chapter 22. And we're going to read verse 19. All right. First Kings chapter 22, verse 19 says, and he said, hear thou, therefore, the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. I want to read that last part again. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left hand. Now, there's somebody who just like yourself, maybe who's just now hearing that particular scripture. First of all, we want to know what is the point in me reading that, <laughs> right? We also want to know who are or what are the hosts of heaven. Most people just assume they're just angels. But we know heaven has many different creatures. The elders, angels, creatures. We have all types of things and way more than what the Bible can tell you. Right? So the host, that can be the beings, all entities in heaven are hosts. And anyone that delivers a message for the most high is considered an angel. Angel simply means a messenger of God. Beings have different names. They have titles. You have cherubim, seraphim. You have all different types of beings, right? But what if I told you that certain spirits, wicked spirits also are in heaven? And what if I said that these beings that stand on the left-hand side of God not necessarily saying they're evil or wicked, but they do God's wicked bidding. When he tells them to do something, he controls the show. See, we got to understand what we're reading when we're talking about things in the Bible. We got to be able to use discernment. We got to be able to break things down and interpret them. And when you're in first Kings and second Kings, right? We're talking about things that are taking place. Not just, you know, to read for reading sake, but we're talking about things that are actually precepts, allegories and literal. So that's why you have to be diligent and sober minded when reading these scriptures. Okay. And if we're talking about first and second Kings, by the way, then these are different times that we're talking about Solomon and, and all of these different things, family. 
So, um, it tells you in your Bible who and what, what chapters are. See, for those of you who have more so, let's say, uh, a new international version, it'll give you the titles, who's talking and what's talking. But if you have a King James version, you got to read, baby, to know what's going on. Okay, I'm not gonna, they don't just tell you a title. They'll give you the titles of, of what book it is and 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 what what the storyline is pretty much going into. But they ain't gonna just tell you who's talking per se unless you know the titles of the books. But I wanted to read 1 Kings 22, 19 to you all because where I'm going with this, it's gonna lead up to something. And it's going to show you something about the most high that a lot of you don't take into consideration. So while we're at it, let's go to Isaiah chapter 45, verse seven, turning your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 45. And we're going to read verse seven. I'm going to let you guys do a little bit of the work this time. And of course, you guys always come to me and you tell me in your, in your uh, emails what you think or what you want to share with me. And that's what I welcome. I don't want it to just seem like I'm doing it all for you, but I want to bring something to your attention. Isaiah 45, verse 7. Keep in mind what we just read with 1 uh, Kings 22, verse 19. The Lord sits on his throne and the heavenly host is standing on his left and his right. Isaiah 45, verse 7 says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Huh. Well, well, wait a minute. If the Lord creates evil, creates darkness, forms the light and makes peace, he does it all. Wouldn't that make him hmm, the one in charge of everything? Yes. According to the word. Where are you going with this, Jay? This is very interesting. What, what, what is the point in what you're saying? There's a lot of things and a lot of points in why I'm saying what I'm saying, family. Because what we're about to go into next and opening your eyes then this end game discussion today, you're going to need your Bible and your common sense, critical thinking and the blessings of the Lord to open your eyes to what I'm about to show you coming right out of his book, this Bible. And compare that to what you're seeing on TV, compare that to the Ukraine and Russia war. And we'll show you why that's war is going on. Compare all of that. Hopefully you'll get it by the time I finish showing you today's lesson and why I'm talking about it, because I'm talking about it for very good reason. I'm not just spewing madness, craziness or wanted to say something to sound deep. That's not what we do on Pharaoh Radio. Those of you who've been following me, you know this or walking with me. I don't like to say the word follow. Now, you just read in Isaiah 45 verse 7 that the Lord forms the light, makes the peace, creates the evil and the darkness. He does all this. So what is Satan's role? Well, let's keep reading. Let's just talk about what's going on. I want to get your mind open today. That's all I want to do. I want to get y'all open to what's going on. Because a lot of times we just start saying crazy stuff and we're not even paying attention to what we are saying ourselves. We just want somebody to point a finger at. We just want somebody to blame. The Lord is the Avenger. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse six. We read that earlier. 
Now, <laughs> if you turn to your Bible, let's go to, let's see, how do I want to do this with you guys? The book of Daniel chapter 12, verse four, we don't have to go. Yeah, let's go to Daniel. Let's go to Daniel. I'm going to show you something. We know the Lord does these things, right? The word Daniel means my judge. God is my judge, right? Daniel chapter 12. And this is a famous scripture, passage in scripture that most people do know or are aware of, if nothing else, because it talks about the end times. But Daniel was told by the Most High, and I'm going to read it. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. To and fro means to go back and forth, in and out. Right? Daniel is to shut up the book to the end times. This is, could not be just given an assigned assignment to a man. Even if the Bible tells us that King Tyree is even wiser than Daniel. It even describes Lucifer being even smarter. Why would Lucifer be compared to a man? Well, we know that Dan and Daniel is probably also if you're reading the book of Enoch, it's one of the 22 fallen angels. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Not to confuse that with this. Um, I want to show you guys something about the times we're in and what's going on and who's behind it and why the wars and all of that. To do that, family, you're going to have to walk with me, not follow me. I need to walk with you because this is where all this stuff starts making sense. We got to go back to the four horsemen for a minute. That's what I wanted you guys to do. That's why I had you read first King chapter 22, verse 19. And I threw as an addition as a bonus. I threw as a bonus because that wasn't even originally where I wanted to go, but it all correlates as a bonus. I threw in Isaiah chapter 45, verse seven, because I want you all to think for a second. Why is he taking me through all of this? Now I want you to go back to your Bibles and I want you to go to Zechariah chapter six. We're going to read Zechariah chapter six, uh, one through eight. And while we do it, fam, I want you all to just think for a second. It'll make sense. I promise you. So on that note, we're going to go ahead. Take a quick commercial break. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to take a commercial break just yet. We got we got some time. All right, let's read Zechariah chapter six, verses one through eight. And I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains and the mountains were mountains of brass. And the first chariot, this is verse two, were red horses. And in the second chariot, black horses. Now, let me start real quick before we read any further. We're in the book of Zechariah, chapter six. 
And I'm just reading now one verses one and two. And so far. It is being shown to us. These four chariots. And it's also showing us two mountains. It's also telling us the first chariots were red horses. Now, a lot of you only heard of the four horsemen in Revelation. Those of you who are more into your Bible probably know this as well. What I'm reading, of course, but most people don't really get into the four horsemen because they think of the four horsemen as what? The apocalypse. That's what they normally think of it as. So that being said, you guys don't really think about throughout the earlier stages or timelines or in the old or New Testaments, you don't really think of the four horsemen. You think of them as these four spiritual end time apocalyptic beings who are to unleash hell upon the earth during the tribulation. You wouldn't be wrong (laughs) in thinking that, but you got to know, I just read Isaiah 45 verse 7. And I just read before that you read with me first Kings chapter 22, verse 19. Now, if I, I urge you all to bookmark those those scriptures I'm giving you because you got to read those to know where I'm going. I'm not going to just come straight out and say it right away. This is why Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10 says precepts upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line here a little and there a little I'm giving you guys clues. I'm showing you, I'm leading you right into where I'm going with this. So pay attention. Now let's get back to Zechariah chapter six. I'll start again, just so we can get brushing up on this. I'm trying to introduce you guys to what could be going on with these horses that you know as the four horsemen. They're all the way back in Zechariah. So why? Why are they there? Let's read about it. Verse one again says, and I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains and the mountains were mountains of brass. Verse two and the first chariots were red horses and in the second chariot, black horses. Verse three and in the third, uh, excuse me, and in the third chariot, white horses and in the fourth chariot, gristled and bay horses. Verse four. Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me. What are these, my Lord? Verse five. And the angel answered and said unto me, these are the four spirits of the heavens, which go forth from standing before the Lord of all earth. Wait a minute. Let's stop right there. Got still three more verses to read. Let's read that verse again. And the angel answered and said unto me, these are the four spirits of the heavens, the four spirits of the heavens family, which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. They stand before the Lord. Now. (laughs) Let's continue. Just think about it for a second before I say something. Verse six, the black horses, which are therein, go forth into the north country and the white go forth after them and the gristle go forth toward the south country. Hmm. Verse eight. And the bay went forth and sought to go that they might walk 
to and fro through the earth. And he said, get you hence. Walk to and fro through the earth. So they walked to and fro through the earth. Verse 8. Then cried he upon me and spake unto me, saying, Behold, these that go toward the north country have quieted my spirit in the north country. Now, let's make this make sense. For some of you who may be reading out of a King James who don't have a different version of interpretation presented before you. Let's go and make this make sense. What did you just read? What did I just read? Jay, read it all. What you just read in Zechariah chapter 6 verses 1 through 8 was telling you about the four horsemen. Now, their colors, red, we will talk about that. And to talk about it, we're going to go into Revelations. So then we can go back, we can go to and fro. We can go back and forth to understanding what this, these scriptures are trying to allude to and what they're telling us. Because these horses are going to be like you thought in the beginning about revelations, the four uh, spirits that unleash upon the earth during the tribulation. These are the seventh seals, six seals to seventh seal that will be unleashed. The vials that will be unleashed upon the earth, the wrath of the most high that will be unleashed upon the earth during the tribulation time. Are we there? We're heading into the tribulation, but we're not quite there yet. But what I want to show you is. These wars like Ukraine and Russia or wars that happened or any war that happened before that, long before that. These horses are used to unleash these things upon the earth family. Let's go to Revelations chapter six. We're going to read verses. I really want to read one through twelve. But let's just go to Revelations. You got to get this fam. Besides, you guys ain't spent no time with your boy. You ain't heard from me in ages, right? Almost a month. We got a little time. We got to get the most high. We can get the most high some time. I know, right? We give everything else. We give the devil and his stuff time. So let's get the most high some time. Check this out. And no, we're not religious, fam, for those who you are just now tuning in. Check this out. Chapter 6, Revelation says, verse 1, And I saw when the lamb, we know who the lamb is, that's Yahshua, Jesus. When the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, one of the four beasts that it referred to as a beast. Right. <laughs> and and this particular scripture, but before they were spirits, now the beast is a spirit. Right. So let's not get confused about what we're reading here. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And verse two, and I saw and behold a white horse, because that white horse description again, like we read in Zechariah six, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow. Now, let me pause real quick. A lot of you understand. And I said this earlier, Yahshua is coming back and he will be on a white horse, right? He's going to come back with wrath as he, as he returns to unleash upon the earth judgments. He's going to be on a uh, he's going to come with a vengeance. Right. Because he's the Avenger. Right. You read about that. And you also which is in first Thessalonians four, six. And then we read about how he comes back and returns as the lion of Judah because he is the lion. Right. He is the lion. But when he first came, he didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So he came as the prince of peace. 
came on a donkey, right? Humbling spirit, right? He came as a servant, a humble servant, right? That's in the prophecy of Isaiah, right? That was to, uh, to foretell or for, uh, to let us know of, the, of him coming before he came, right? And he entered into the city of peace, which is Jerusalem. But we know in Revelation, which is what we're reading now, he, he being the lamb also is the lion, he returns as the true lion of Judah, right? And we know he's going to come as what appears to be the God of war because he's going to be coming back to execute justice. He's going to avenge those saints and people. He's going to execute justice on those who have been doing the abominations and all this stuff. But well, we know this family. Now, this particular part of the Bible we're reading from in Revelation chapter six, where it talks about one who will open up. That's the lamb who will open up um, one of the seals. And then when we get to verse two and it says, I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. This is not talking about Yahshua. He's not conquering. He hasn't returned yet. The white one, the one who's coming on this horse is the one coming as the false Messiah, the one who's coming in the place of the true Christ. And if it's not Christ, then who is it? It's the opposite, his counter uh, part. It's the Antichrist. That's who we're talking about in verse two of Revelation six. He's the one coming on the white horse. So let's be clear about that, because now this is the time where the seals are starting to be what opened the scrolls or seals are starting to be completely released that means that these beings you read about known as the four spirits or the four horsemen that we're reading about now in revelations chapter six that we are going to read about in revelations chapter six moving forward they're the same entities described in your zachariah chapter six Funny how these chapters all have the same chapter. I mean, these, these books have the same chapter number six because they're trying to show you something. Now, I'm not reaching that. I'm just pay attention to stuff like that. But listen, we got six seals, right? That we're going to read about in Revelation chapter six. We read eight verses in Zechariah chapter six talking about these different horses and what their usages are. That these beings stand what in front or before the Lord they come from heaven so you have to tell me who are the four horsemen then J rated R good I'm glad I'm glad you're asking because that's why we're reading Revelations chapter 6 to see how they're going to play an intricate part or no not an intricate part they're going to play a tremendous part in this whole um, wrath of God being unleashed upon the earth so, so far, we've only read verses one and two, but let's read verse three. And when it and when he had opened the second seal, now the second one is open. I heard the second beast say, come and see. Verse four. And there went out another horse that was red. Didn't we read about red horses in Zechariah? Yes, we did. And power. This is giving more description to these beings now. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. 
How do you take peace from the earth? What are the red horses? The red horse represents war, family. So power was take was was given to him that sat there on peace from the earth, uh, there on to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So this is this is showing you wrath, right? This is showing you war. Now I'm gonna show you something. Stay with me. But before we do, let's go ahead and take our next commercial break. Get that out the way. It's going to be a very short one. So on that, we're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. Your boy's about to get into this and show you where we're going. It's been a while. I'm happy to be here, family. Stay tuned. Peace, peace. All right, family, we are back. You are tuning in with your boy, Jay Rated Dahl, here on Favorite Radio. We are talking about Endgame. Open your eyes. So, family, I hope you all have enjoyed our first part of the show. Uh, we're still continuing, so nothing is changing. We're just going to go into our second half of the show. Uh, and I hope that you all really take heed to these words, man. I hope that, you know, not so much taking my words, you know, but... The words that you can read in scripture, through your meditation, through um, just different ways of connecting and communicating with the creator of all things. And, um, you know, <laughs> we're living proof of, of, of the times we're in family and the Bible is ever more clearer now than it's ever been because of the things that are unfolding before our very eyes. And if you don't see it, it's just because you choose probably not to. And I understand a lot of people don't want to be under the guise of they don't control their entire destiny, that everything isn't a conspiracy theory. And I'm going to just be honest with you, family. If these were conspiracies, I wouldn't bother wasting my time. I just wouldn't. Because these conspiracies, if you want to call them that, they're coming true. So what else is there? <laughs> and as Isaiah chapter eight, verse 12 tells us, do not call a conspiracy what others dread or call a conspiracy. Do not dread on it. Do not worry about it because these words that we are speaking in this podcast or on this podcast show, shall I say, every bit of what I say is coming right off the pages of this book. And if you haven't seen it all in full fledged, be, be, 
be thankful that you haven't because a lot of it goes beyond imagination. All right. So we left off talking about, you know, the four horsemen. We were starting uh, to really start going into explanations, explaining Revelations chapter six. We have yet to get I'm not going to read all 12 uh Scripture, I'm not going to read all 12 verses of Revelations chapter 6. I was going to do 1 through 12 just to show you that there are six seals in that chapter. And then, of course, we would touch on Revelation chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, which is showing you the seventh seal. But the point in reference of this whole ordeal, of what we're talking about as of yet thus far about the four beasts or the four spirits that stand before the Lord, otherwise known as the four horsemen. These are the same spiritual beings that answer to no one but the most high. And, you know, the white horse represents the Antichrist in Revelations, but also the uh, later aspects of that is Christ represents uh, being on a horse as well, which is a white horse. But the pale rider that's being talked about in Revelations chapter six, verse um, two is talking about the Antichrist. Then when we start going down to uh, verse three and we talk about the second beast and then that goes into verse four, which is talking about another horse that was red and power was given to him. That was therefore um, to take peace from the earth and to kill one another using a great sword. That is the red horse is the war is the horse of war. Right. So as we continue to read, we're going to see the colors of these horses, but we see these same horses being spoken and talked about that stand before the very throne of the most high in Zechariah chapter six, verses one through eight. And we know these beings stand before the Lord because we read the scriptures. We know these beings stand on both sides of the Lord because we read that in first Kings chapter 22, verse 19. And we read Isaiah 45 verse 7 as a bonus throw in to show you who's behind good and evil, light and dark. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this family. We're going to continue reading from Revelations chapter six. And we're now about to read verse uh, five. Starting at verse five, it says, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see and be held. And I beheld and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Now, a lot of you don't realize this, but that could be attributed to the Egyptian jackal headed deity known as Anubis. Who also is the Lord uh, or he is the student of Osiris, the God of the dead and the underworld known as. Uh, <clears throat> well, Hades in Greek. In your Bible, but the uh, Sahu, right? The imperishable region that's in the stars that starts from the bottom of the underworld and goes into the top of the uh, of the heavens, right? This is what your Bible talks about. Remember, I told you guys many, 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 many months ago when we were talking about the Ark of the Covenant and we were talking about the true story of Moses and the Nazaritic Egyptian laws of Christianity. I told you that your Bible was covered up as a secret Egyptian book, the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon and what you read in the book of Job. But we're not going to talk about that. I don't want to confuse anyone right now with where we're going with this. But this stuff is all the same, fam. I'm trying to show you how it all compiles as, as, into one. But it's a lot. It takes time. It takes study. 
It takes learning, translating. It takes a lot of that. So I don't expect people to get the, the allegory. I don't expect you to get the symbolism, the, uh, the esoteric aspects of it. Just follow with me along in the basics. Forget what everybody else is saying. Look into this for yourself. So, yes, we read in verse five, we talk about the black horse. He who is the one who is holding um, the pair of balances in his hand. Right now, verse six, it says this. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now this is talking about the times when, if you understand the interpretation of Revelation verse 6 of chapter 6, it's talking about food shortages, the cost of things going up, how hard it is to get our hands on things. But see to it that what? Let's read the very last part. And see thou hurt not the oil and wine. So that means that those who are wealthy, the rich, the rich, they're not hurt by any of this. They're still able to have their cheese and wine and wine and dine and be able to do what they want as of right now, because they're what? They're rocking with the beast. Right. But their time is coming too, as the book of James, chapter five tells us, as the book of Revelation finished, tells us, uh, uh, finished, tells us, finished telling us, I can't talk today, as the book of Revelation finishes in telling us. So. So far, what we're reading about is these four beasts that are about to be unleashed through these vows or through these what seals. And we're in Revelations chapter six, verse six. What does verse seven say? And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the four beasts say, come and see. Now, the heat is being referred to as the lamb. This is still Yahshua or Yahshua or Jesus the, or God, if you want to use that term. Is opening these seals. See, because it's in I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals. So this is all being opened because who was in control of these? The most high. Yah, right? So here we are again talking about these things. And I want you guys to get this because this is very, very important. Verse seven. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And verse eight says, and I looked and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. This is the gristled and bay that you heard me speak about or read about, shall I say, not in Zechariah chapter six, the gristled and the bay. That is the fourth horse, the pale horse, right? Death. We know that there's a fifth seal, a sixth seal, a seventh seal, right? And so far, what we just read about, right? That was what? The fourth seal. But let's read verse nine. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. That's for those who stayed true and endured all the way to the end, who didn't take the mark of the beast, who didn't fold, who didn't go on the side of the Antichrist. They were the ones that stood all the way to the end for the most high and they died. 
Those are the martyrs, right? That's the fifth seal. This is what you read about that connects to Revelations chapter 13, talking about those who took the mark of the beast versus those who didn't, because they would be executed if they didn't, right? So let's read verse 10. And they cried with a loud voice saying, oh, excuse me, saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, doest thou not judge and avenge, go that word avenge again, do Thou doest thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now, this is a parallel snippet to what I said earlier about Tony Starks, a.k.a. Iron Man. Iron Man is really the Antichrist in the Bible. All right. But even though in the movie, he's the good guy, he's the Avenger, right? He's the Avenger. Who's the Antichrist? Well, who's the Avenger in, in the Bible? The Lord, Jesus, right? That's in First Thessalonians First Thessalonians chapter four, verse six says the Lord is the Avenger. And if Tony Stark is the Iron Man, who's the Iron Man again? Hebrews 13 uh, verses two and three tells us that's Satan. Because of the graphene, perhaps Terminator this is where we get off the, the, the last uh, show idea called Terminator Apocrypha, meaning the Terminator of Revelations being revealed. Tony Stark's in the movie The Avengers and in, in, the, in the year 2012, the movie The Avengers came out. He said this. I'm going to read it to you again. I, I'm quoting Tony Stark's. He said, maybe your army comes and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you, because if we can't protect the earth. You can be damned well sure we'll avenge it. The Avengers avenge. The Lord tells us. What does the Lord tell us though? First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 6 says, The Lord is the Avenger. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And that's also in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. So if Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Starks, is one of the Avengers who in actuality is the iron mixed with Mary Clay in Daniel chapter 2, verse 41 through 43, who later becomes Satan in Hebrews 13, 2 and 3. And first Thessalonians, I mean, and in second Thessalonians, the son of perdition. Who falsely claims to be like the Christ. Who wants to avenge, then what is Revelation six, verse 10 saying? And, it, and they cry with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord? These are the saints that are crying. Holy and true. Doest thou not judge and avenge our blood? On them that dwell on the earth. See, but they said the opposite with Tony Stark's quote when he said, because if we can't protect the earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. There's two meanings in that. They're talking for the most high in Revelations chapter six, verse 10 and Exodus 14, 14, first Thessalonians four, six and Romans 12, 19. And the other side of this that they're saying is the Antichrist version, which is I am going to be your God. I'm going to avenge for you, although he's the reason in actuality that there's bloodshed in the first place. But 
Let's now see, since we talked about the Antichrist, we just read 1 Kings twenty-two nineteen, where God has sitting on his throne and on his left and right are the host of heaven. We read also in Zechariah 6, chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, who these four spirits are that stand before the Lord. What color they are, what they represent. We then threw a bonus in answer at Isaiah chapter 45, verse 7. I, the Lord, create evil, darkness, make peace, and form the light. He does all these things, the Lord. Now you read with me, Revelations chapter 6, verses 1 through 10 talking about not only the beast and who they are and what their purposes are and what they're used for but now they're talking about full-fledged we're not in tribulation yet we're heading there because according to revelation 6 this is when the full scale power of each one of these individual beings will be unleashed because then the seal will be opened by god himself to unleash upon the earth full power now let's go back to Zechariah 6 for a second. Not only are we seeing these beasts that we see in Revelations that have yet to come, what does this tell us? Well, if you're reading Daniel and if you're reading all the things that have transpired from the beginning of time when man has been in war, whenever there's been famine, whenever there's been death, and whenever there's been anything that we've read just now, what we really are not getting is that the most high, according to Isaiah 45, 7, is in control of all of the good and the evil, the light and the dark. He's the one that unleashes these things upon the earth. That's how he knows they're going to happen. I gave you I gave away what I just said. If you can't see what you just read. Then you need to keep reading. Let's read Revelation chapter 8 verses 1 and 2 and we're going to get off of this for a second and get right into where we're going. Revelation chapter 8 verse 1 says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about space of half an hour. That means there's going to be silence for a second before things go straight into straight chaos. And they're already chaotic up to this point in the Bible. But it's about to get hectic. Verse two says, and I saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets. So. The most high is calling all the shots. We know this. Of course, people know this, but I don't think people get it. So let me keep going. I hope if you've been reading with me. You see how I'm correlating not only just the movie Avengers. This ain't about the Avengers. I use that because of the name Endgame. And Endgame is the name of one of the Avengers movies. In fact, the last actual Avenger movie is called Endgame. So you see in the scriptures who the real Avenger is. You see in the scriptures who the four horsemen are, right? One is the Antichrist, one is war, one is famine, one is death, one is the moderate, and then so forth, right? You see also how these guys play a part meaning these beasts, these four spirits, and wars. I also told you earlier with the names biblically versus uh, in modern day, what they were. So you guys are starting to see now your scriptures are just coincidences. They're not just conspiracy theories. They're actually things that are being used in the timeline of now unfolding. Now, go to Zechariah chapter 12, 
Let's go back to Zechariah. And we're going to read verse 9. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Why? Who is speaking? God is speaking. God is gathering all the nations to destroy. Right? He's gathering all the nations, uniting them to destroy them for prophecy, right? The New World Order. Now let's talk about what's going on in, in, in modern day. Let's talk about what's been going on. Biden is getting on TV and talking about they're going to have a New World Order, which is going to be best for us. NATO helping out Ukraine, blah, 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 taking the sanctions of Russia. And now we're attacking Russia and this and that because they attack first. So So that's where we're going. All right. People are uniting themselves. Right. The new world order. We're hearing this all over the news now. It's more frequent. We've been hearing it, family. It's now becoming more of a relevant thing. Why is people not talking about it as much? Because of predictive programming, desensitizing you. That's why. That's why the more programming you are being controlled, the more uh, predictive programming takes place, you're more acceptable. This is today's common uh, terminology. It's more accepted than it is. It used to be. That's why. We see Russia. We see China. Each one of them are talking about forming a new world order. These are two great power individual powerhouses, China and Russia. Right. But we know who they are and what they represent. We know that they all fall under the lineage of the Antichrist. We know this. We also know that we talked about in previous podcasts that at some point after the Antichrist takes full control and he gets halfway into his uh, disagreed treaty that he's been trying to sign peace treaties to, to so that he can take over. We know he's not going to be a man of his word. 42 months in, we see this in the book. We're going to talk about it. That's seven years of peace, three and a half years of it. He's going to have peace and then he's going to turn on his back on Israel itself, as well as the rest of the world. But guess what happens with him? His own crew within his own. Within his own group will turn on him. But let's keep it basic right now. Zechariah chapter 12, verse nine, the Lord says it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Now, let's read Zechariah chapter 12 again, but let's read verses three to four. And in that day, will I make Jerusalem a burden, a burdensome, a burdensome stone for all the people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all people of the earth be gathered together against it. What is the Lord saying in verse three? He's telling us that in that day. He will make Jerusalem a burdensome for all the people. That means that all the people are going to be against Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
and all that burden themselves with it, that means all of us who are bothered by it shall be cut into pieces. That sounds contradictive, doesn't it? But why? You're going to see why. Because his point of because though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Now, verse four says, in that day, saith the Lord, I will smite every horse with astonishment and his rider with madness. And I will open mine eyes upon the house of Judah and will smite every horse of the people with blindness. The most high saying this. The most high is building this up to happen. Satan is in charge of the world, right? We know he's in charge of the world. We read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Matter of fact, let's not just talk about it. Let's 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 let's, let's read it. Because now, family, your boy's been almost gone for a month. And even though I've been going through what I had to go through and uh whatnot, I still have been doing what I'm doing with you guys right now. Staying in the word. So, and I've been keeping my eyes and peeping the scenes on what's been going on with the world, how crazy everybody's getting, the distractions and Hollywood and all these different things going on in the world with the wars and still talking about the Fosse juice getting approved. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that right now. But anyway, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, and it reads as this. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who was the image of God, should shine upon them. The God of this world that the Bible is referring to in 2 Corinthians is Satan, right? So going back to Zechariah, the Most High is the one building up this stuff to happen against Jerusalem. But why? What is with this new world order, J. Rated R? What is with the UN, United Nations? How does NATO play a part in this? What is going on with the Ukraine and Russia war? Even though we've talked about it. Now, I want you all to keep in mind what I've been talking about up to this point. We've been talking about the Most High, who is on both his left and right hand in terms of spiritual beings and heavenly hosts. What in Zechariah 6 are these horsemen? That we've been seeing throughout the spans of time, not just in the end times. Obviously, we thought that these beings were just in Revelations chapter six, going all the way into the tribulation, which starts in Revelation, which really is talked about in Revelation 7, 14, that Jesus was talking about in Luke chapter 21 and Matthew chapter 24. But guess what? These beings have always been there. They've always been carrying out orders. Every time there was a war, I, the Lord, create good and evil. I form the light. I make peace. I create evil. I create darkness. The Lord has been doing this the whole time. Now, let me show you something. Just walk with me. Don't try to speculate. Don't try to get ahead of the game. Let me do what I'm doing right now. Talk to you. Show you things. Then at the end of the show, we can go into that. And then you guys can send me your feedback to what you think, what you and you want to share any point of views. Fine. We will be having Q&A on Monday, not tomorrow. I need a break for tomorrow, um, but I need to get back into the swing of things again. So we will have Q&A on Monday. So this gives you guys time to post your questions between today and tomorrow, which is Sunday, April the 3rd or, or you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. It's now April 2nd, family, because I'm doing this 
at night going into day. Um, but when you guys hear it, it'll probably be April 2nd <laughs> when, when you see this posted. So anyway, Sunday, April 3rd, there won't be any Q&A, but um, April 4th, which will be on Monday, we will do Q&A. So let's get to it. Turn to your Bibles back to Zechariah 14. Let's go to chapter 14 now. And we're going to read verse two. The most high is talking, by the way. Verse two of Zechariah says, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The Lord is doing this. And the city shall be taken. He's telling you Jerusalem will be taken. And the houses rifled and the women ravished and half of the city shall go forth into captivity and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from my city. Now, the Most High is telling you again, he will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle and the city shall be taken and the houses rifled and the women ravished and half of the city shall go forth into captivity and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Now let's go to Zephaniah, not Zechariah, but Zeph, Z-E-P-H, Zephaniah chapter three, verse eight. Let's go to it. Zephaniah chapter three, verse eight says, therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey for my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble. <laughs> Avengers assemble. No, I'm just playing that I may assemble. Right. The kingdoms to pour upon them my indignation. Even all, right, all my fierce anger for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Once again, the Lord is letting us know that in the times of the latter, which is where we're going into now, he will gather the nations to unleash his fiery wrath upon Jerusalem. The kingdoms to pour them my indignation, even all my fierce anger for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Now, this part of the scripture we're reading now, which is in Zephaniah 3, 8, is talking about the end times when he comes back. Right. When he comes back. But what you've been reading in Zechariah 12 and 14, the Lord is the one that's going to put the world against Jerusalem. But why is he doing that? That's where we're going to have good conversation. Now go to your Bibles in Luke chapter four, verse five. We're going to read verse five and six, but let's do verse five right now. Go to your Bibles in Luke chapter four, verse five. This is the devil talking now. This is going to be Satan talking, not God. And Luke chapter four, verse five, Satan said, right, because he controls all the kingdoms of the world. Right. He says, and the devil said unto him up into a high mountain shewed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Who was he showing these things to? Yahshua, right? When he was being tempted in the wilderness. The devil came to him and showed him, took him on a high mountain 
and he showed them all of the kingdoms of the world, all of the kingdoms of all the nations. Because he has full control of all the nations. Let's go to verse six. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee. He's telling Jesus, I'll give you all these things and the glory of them. That means all the beauties and wonders and all the great things that come with him. He's offering to Jesus, right? For that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. Wait a minute. Back up. He just said. Let's read it again. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. What does that mean? It means he had to receive the kingdom. Why? Because the most high gave him charge of those kingdoms. See, that power was given unto him. He has been given the kingdoms of the world. This is why he is the God of the world. The most high gave him the kingdoms. That's why he said he can give it freely. He can give it to whom he wants to give it to because it was delivered unto him to do so. At, and what does the last part he said? And to whomsoever I will, I give it. That means he can give it to who he wants. He's in charge. But he was it was given to him. He didn't have it at first. It had to be given to him. That's how you know the most high is giving him this, right? I, the Lord, do all these things. See, here's the thing. Satan is the one that gives the world order system, right? This new world order, I'm trying to show you now what's going on in your government, what you're seeing on the news, what you're seeing in your governments, your presidents, what you're seeing in the United States, what you're seeing in Russia, what you're seeing in, in China and all over the place. We've been reading this for months now. We've been talking about it for, for, for weeks and months, end on end. We've been I've been trying to show you all now how this stuff ties in. Now you're starting to get it. Satan is the one that gives family the world order system. That's why when I told you guys some time ago, the satanic forces controlling the world. And then you have, on the other hand, all the nations gathering together to solve what? The world's problems together. They're related. They're all related. Why? Because Satan is behind the scenes where all the nations are trying to address the problems together. See, that's why the world cannot understand that. They're like, what? Oh, what are you talking about? Why? When we're trying to do good, what happens when people are trying to do good? We're trying to solve the problems, right? The world is trying to say, we're good. We're good. We're the good guys. You guys got to start studying and search the scriptures. John chapter five, verse nine says, search the scriptures. Okay. You got to search the scriptures, family. John chapter five, verse 39 says, search the scriptures. But now people like to base their standards of what they think is good. They say, well, we're good people. The new world order, this is good for us. Now, though, these are people of the world. You guys may not know. I mean, you guys may know better because you tuning into my show or you or you've been up to part on this for some time yourself anyway. So that's how you guys are knowing where this is going. But I'm talking about the world in general right now. The world didn't know this. The world will look at this and turn their nose up at it and call people like us conspiracy theories. I'm not even religious, but they'll call me a religious freak, a fanatic. They'll say I'm spewing fear mongering. 
They'll say I'm doing all these things. I don't do that. You guys know how I get down. But as the world's looking at it, because they thinking, though, this is all good. We got your best interest. We have trust. What is what is your president telling you? Trust the science. He didn't say trust in most high and what you pledge your allegiance to under the flag. No, he says trust the science. Because science doesn't get it wrong. How many times have you guys been taking uh, certain injections? <laughs> Let's just talk about it for a second. You got to start studying scriptures. You know why people don't get it? Because they don't read Romans chapter three. What does the scripture say about the one world? The one world that they keep trying to put into our face, the new world order, one world order, one world government. This is in your Bible. The most high warned us of this long time ago. Yeshua has been talking about this for a second. I'm saying a second as in uh, for those who don't get it, he's been talking about this for a long time. Right. That's just lingo. All the world, united world, united nations. What does the scripture say? Let's go to Romans chapter three, verse 19. I'll show you what it says. No, better yet, I'll point it out. I'll show you what the most high say it is. Romans chapter three, verse 19. It says, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Not some of the world, all the world, all the world is one world. Notice that this one world system is all under sin. And you saw in Luke chapter four, it's all under who? Satan. We just read Luke chapter four, verses five and six. He was the one given this whole entire kingdom. You just heard me read second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. He's the God of this world. He's the son of perdition coming in second Thessalonians. Right. He's the one we've been reading about. And those chapters, but then the one who's overseeing it all, who made it all possible, who gave the power in the first place, the ones who's been controlling the, everything from the wars, that's all the most high. Now, you saw in Luke 4, it's all under Satan. The whole world issue is under sin. That's why there's no matter how much good they do, they're still sinners, according to scripture. No one is good alone, say, but God. I can say I'm a good person. You could say I'm a good person. But check this out. No one is good, but the most high. We're humans. We're flawed. We're corrupt. Our hearts ain't even right in the right place. That's why the Bible tells you do not trust in your heart. For your sins and desires and all the evil things come from the heart. What does Proverbs chapter 23 verse say? As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he. But if you continue reading verses eight and nine, what does it say? Well, let's read it. So I brought it up. Let's read Proverbs chapter 23 verse seven through nine. So you don't see that I'm making this up or changing words or <laughs> adding to the Bible. I don't do that. We know there's consequences for that when you read Revelations 22. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 through 9 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. That means he may say something, but in his heart he don't mean it. 
Verse 8, the morsel which thou hast eating, shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. That means if you're saying something, but in your heart it ain't right. The, the correlation or the comparison to this is, you may say something, but it, if it don't, if you don't have it in you to mean it, it's going to come out. Right. That's why as a man think of in his heart, so shall is he. Verse nine, speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. You can tell people the truth. Right. Just like Second Timothy, chapter three, verse seven says, for they are ever knowing, but never able to come to the full knowledge of the truth. Just like Second Thessalonians, chapter nine, I mean, chapter two, verse nine through eleven says people don't want to hear the truth. They're so bent on being evil and doing wrong and being corrupt and lying and backstabbing that the the, the Lord is going to let's not talk about it let's read it you know how you eat something and it don't agree with your body what does your body do it rejects it and you spit it up or vomit it that's what Proverbs chapter 23 verse 8 and 9 was just telling you 7 through 9 I mean was telling you just now and when you try to tell someone the truth, what do they do? In verse nine, speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. That means he's going to ridicule you. He's going to gaslight you. He's going to guilt trip you. That's what that means. I didn't make it up. That's what the scriptures are telling you. But if you don't study the scriptures as John chapter five, verse 30, I mean, as John chapter five, verse 39 tells you, if you don't study and, and search the scriptures, you don't know this. And so if you're not on board, if you're not on board with the most high, who else is there to be on board with? Bible says you can't serve two masters, fam, because you will hate one and despise, you will love one and despise the other. Everybody want to talk about what they've done, who they help, what money they've given, what calls that they have come to aid, how they're not really a bad person. I'm sure all of us mean well at some point. But according to the scriptures, no flesh would be saved if the days were not would be shortened. That's how easily deceived and corrupted we would be by the devil. And this is why you have to study daily the scriptures. If people get mad at you for doing something for God, they're not of God's spirit. They got an antichrist spirit. That's in first John chapter two. Don't sit there and keep trying to take what people tell you. Take the word of the most high. What is Meditating on the word tell you when you meditate on the most high, he gives you this information. He shows this to you. So going back to this thing about the world union, the, the nations. According to the scriptures, we're all sinners, even the ones who are our leaders, our government, who, who mean us well. They're still not good because they do things that are based on the sins of the world. Because they are of the flesh and the God of this world is Satan. That's why Hashatan or Hasatan has control over them. Let's be honest, family, considering all things that no matter how good of a person you are. You are or were all of us are still a sinner or sinners because we are by nature worldly and fleshly creatures. And people don't believe or think the devil can take advantage of our sins. They don't think that. See, 
That's why the world doesn't understand. As the saying goes, the devil's greatest trick was convincing man, meaning the devil, that he doesn't exist. Just look at the context, people. Verse 19 of Romans 3 is about one world, right? The entire whole world, right? The whole entire world. But we think we're good people. But the Most High says otherwise, world. Just read verse 10 and uh, read verse 10 through 12 of Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not one. Verse 11 says, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Verse 12 says, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. That's in the scriptures. Mark chapter 8 verse 36 says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul, correct? Oh, we worship the most high in our own way. But what does Proverbs chapter 12, what does Proverbs, listen, what does Proverbs, we just read Proverbs 23. Go to Proverbs 14, 12. Let's go to Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there is a, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. What does Romans chapter 6, verse 23 say? For the wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, for all have fallen short of the glory. See, there's a way that seemeth right unto you. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three through five says the same thing that Proverbs 14, 12 says that I just read. Romans chapter three. That I just read verses 10 through 12 just told you that according to God, no one is good. No one is righteous. No one doeth good. So, like I said, we worship the most high in our own way. The Muslims, the Catholics, the Presbyterians, the Methodists, the Baptists, the New Ages, etc. Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, so many different gods now or God or, or, or Godhood worships. But none of these or none of those, according to the scriptures, are seeking the most high. They're seeking after their own God. Doing things in their own way. That's all of us. And you just read in verse 12 of Romans chapter three, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No one, not one. Verse 11 says there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. See, united world governments are uniting to do good, right? According to what they want the people to think. You, they're uniting to do good according to the most high. You may say, no, it's doing good. They're trying to save our starvation, our economy. It's the good humanitarian thing to do. But see, family, that's the problem. People tend to seek and compare their righteousness, their goodness to and with fellow humans. That's why Proverbs 14, 12 and 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 5 says there seemeth there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, 
but the end thereof are the ways of death. Because we like to compare our level of goodness with other human beings. Our level of human, our level of of good isn't good at all based on the standards of what the Most High says. See, imagine this. Let's say you, on one hand, you have one human that's a sinner. And on the other hand, the other human is a sinner. And to the human on the left, that human, uh, excuse me, yeah, that human says to the sinning human on the right, you're a good person. And the other one on the right looks to you on the left and says, you're a good person because you fed the poor or donated or whatever to both humans. They're good persons to each other, right? See, they have their own standards of goodness and righteousness. So we must be good, right? Right? Why? Because of our own level of righteous. But wait a minute. They're both sinners. And on a scale compared to the most high, humans are below on a scale. And the most high is at the top of that scale. In comparison, we see this in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. If you think I'm playing, turn with me to Isaiah 55, verse 9. What does it say? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That is the Lord talking. Go back to verse eight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. That's in Isaiah 55, chapter 55, verse eight through nine. We must be holy. That's why you're not going to see any religions in this Bible. Say Baptist, uh, Methodist, Presbyterian, religion. You ain't going to hear none of that. The Most High says you have to be holy. He knows we're not holy. That's why he was the ultimate sacrifice in the flesh. So that man, if you're going by the scriptures, that is, right? Could be transformed into a sin to a higher level of consciousness to be raised into Godhood. Because we have a, we have, remember, we have a, a, a level of godliness, but we deny it. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's read it. Let's read it. If you think I'm making this up, good. I want you to think that because I got scriptures to shut that mouth. Here it is. And that made it came harsh, but I say that with love because I'm, I'm, I don't play with this. That's why I'm passionate about it. Second Timothy chapter three says this. Know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. We're in these times. Verse two, for men and for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And we supposed to be holy, fam. Verse three. Without natural affection. Ain't nothing natural no more. Truce breakers. That means somebody who will promise you something. Y'all make an agreement on it. They go behind your back and do their own thing. They go behind your back and break y'all's treaty. That's how you break trust. What is good about that? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So check this out. I'm still reading. False accusers. Incontent. Fierce 
despisers of those that are good. Four, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. How many times have you tried to do something on behalf of the Most High? And every time you do it, it seems like the devil always times you by trying to cause you and someone to have a dis, uh, uh, a disagreement. And y'all in disharmony, you guys are going through cognitive dissonance. Y'all can't get along because you're trying to do something. You're trying to build your spirits up. You're trying to you're trying to get yourself right. You see what I'm saying? Because you know you you know you don't do right. You know you're just as guilty as all these things I'm reading. I know this for myself. So, but how many times have you seen every time it never fails when you're trying to do something good, something bad comes along, or something gets created or taken out of context, or someone gets upset with you, or you rub them the wrong way, or something just happens to fall, break down. That's because you're on a path trying to be closer to the most high. That's Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the, 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 the evil spiritual wickedness of the, uh, the dwells in high places of this world. Put on the full armor of God so that the devil may flee from you. That's in Ephesians chapter six, verse 11 through 12, fam. But let me finish reading second Timothy chapter three. Verse four, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Verse five, having a form of godliness. There goes that form of godliness I just spoke of, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That means you have the you have the potential to do and be more and to and to, and to go into a Godhead to be raised into consciousness through Yahshua. Right. Going through Yahshua is the frequency. He's the door. Right. But because we don't do that, we deny it. Because we fall short of the glory. Romans 3.23. Verse uh, 6 says, For of this sort of for this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. And verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible talks about this, not J rated all. And I, I, I don't judge because I'm above nobody. I ain't above nobody. I keep telling y'all I'm an ordinary man. In search of extraordinary things. So, getting back to this, we must be holy. What do you mean, J Rated R? I'm going to some hell when I die? Our religions, beliefs, hearts, human, humanitarian goals, and good deeds, works are just as good as anybody else's. What do you mean I'm going to hell? No, according to scriptures, we're not as good as the most high. See, that's why this world is brainwashed and the world thinks what it is doing as far as all these quote unquote good efforts that they're good enough. But that's what they're doing. Or we. So what we are doing, which causes us <laughs> the world to overlook our sins that's what we're doing. We overlook our sins because we think we can keep doing enough good things to not have to worry about the sinful aspects or the sinful nature. Now, I ain't saying this to put fear in no hearts. I'm not damning anybody, condemning anybody or judging anybody. I'm showing you where this new world order stuff is and why people need to stop basing things. Oh, I, I go to church every Sunday. I don't go to church at all, fam. I haven't been to a church in a minute. But you see, I'm still in the Bible. You see, I'm still in the word. You see, I, I serve the most high as best as I can. I can only speak for me. Of course, I didn't fall in short of the glory. I'm a man. All right. I do the best I can. Yeah, I do good things. I, I feel that I, I, I overall have a good nature. But to say I'm a good person, 
Well, I would be telling a lie because I've done some pretty messed up things. I've hurt people. I've said things I didn't mean. You know, I've lied. I've killed bugs. I've done a lot of things. So no one is good because every one of us, by our own standards, have admitted to sinning without even admitting it. Have you stolen something in your life? Or taken something that you didn't think was, that wasn't yours? I don't think you know if it was yours or not. You made it yours. Have you ever told a fib or told a lie to a person? If you, have you lusted? Look at somebody sexually or thought lustful thoughts or done lustful things outside of marriage. If you've done any of these things, I'm not judging you because I've done them all. <laughs> but if you've done any of these things by your own admission, you've just admitted that you are a, 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 a liar, a thief, and a fornicator. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm saying. So I'm not saying this uh, to, to, I'm trying to show us that let's just be real, man. Let's call a spade a spade. You feel what I'm saying? Don't sit up here, act like you holier than thou. Don't act like because you, you, you donate. Don't act like because you, you do this with the churches or you do bake sales or you go to the community, uh, do this and that, that you, your good deeds are enough to call you good. That's why I said this. It's great that you're doing things. Just be real with yourself. The most high already know what you're going to do before you do it. Just be real about it. And if you're sorry about you did some repent and try to be sorry, man. Every day is a struggle, man. We ain't meant to make it on our own in terms of not being held accountable. But this new world order shit, this is all a part of the agenda. So our leaders, they keep saying they're doing good for us. They don't care about us. Here's. Listen, family, here's something more towards common sense, right? Or for those lost sheep or unconscious people to even agree with, even those who don't believe in shit, agnostics, atheists or people who just like me are spiritual. Even they with some common sense and some critical thinking will agree on this in spite of all the good, quote unquote, that, you know, that they the government is trying to do with what or the world for that instance, whatever the world is trying to do with what saying we are the world leaders. Right. Scientists, etc., are doing. They're saying they're doing all these things for our own good. Such as the restrictions and the wearing of facial protection, which is suffocating you practically to death when you put a damn cloth around your face. But I ain't gonna say nothing. They say they're trying to help out your body by putting some kind of an uh, interesting drug inside of you. So we need third but it's not good we need a third but it's not good enough so let's approve the fourth and fifth which we just did recently then <laughs> you know they just approved that fourth and fifth so let's amp it up a bit you know and you know we're all about peace and love and equality with each other so let's just kill some people on the streets crash some windows burn down some buildings you know, all for equality's sake, for peace of mind and for for love's sake. Let's change the natural order of things while we're at it, such as, oh, I don't know, something like sign a bill to make daylight saving time permanent and call it the Sunshine Protection Act. It'll only screw up nature as we know it or to just, you know, throw off your circadian rhythm of your cycle. 
that only regulate, uh, I don't know, your natural internal sleep and waking cycles, which will only disrupt your pituitary hypothalamus gland, you know, those cycles and perhaps cause biological and neurological deficiencies and disabilities. The natural order and balance of life and laws, they don't matter. But we're good people. We are in a good world. Our world leaders are good. Our president says trust the science, even due to anti-policing, etc. And that's why crimes have been reported abnormally higher. <laughs> you know, because we're going to defraud. We're going to de- we're, we're going to uh, we're going we're to take away the uh, the police paying. We're going to take away them getting paid. Because a few bad apples spoils the bunch. Yet, if we take a look in some areas that they're not putting on your newscasting, uh, major broadcasting stations, there's already military militia here. We have become enemies of the state. We don't even know it because there's a divide and conquer because too many people are worried about Will Smith smacking the hell out of Chris Rock. We all need a smack right now to wake the hell up and see what's really going on and get in these scriptures. That's what we need to do. So, family, before we continue, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break and head into our last hour. We're not going to do a whole hour, uh, but if we do, we'll have a whole hour to, to our discretion. Uh, and I hope you all have been enjoying this. I've been enjoying it just as much. So stay tuned, family. I'm your boy, J. Dadar. Don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. family we are in our last hour we are back and this is called in game open your eyes so we're gonna get real deep into it now <clears throat> even got a change in background music i want y'all to know how i'm feeling right now because this is all praise be to the most high you feel me so we left off talking about a lot of things we talked about um how all of this stuff ties in to what's going on in today. What you've been reading and hearing about in the scriptures, I tried to show you guys starting off with 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 19, how the most high is in control of all things. And then we led to Zechariah 6, 1 through 8. We talked about that. Then we went from that to Revelations. And I was showing you that in Revelations uh, well, not even that. We went to Isaiah 45 verse 7 to show you that I form the light, right? I create evil. I make peace. I create darkness. I, the Lord, do all these things. And from there, transpired from one scripture to the next. And then back to Zechariah and Zephaniah. 
and Proverbs and Romans and all these different scriptures, Second Corinthians, John, all these things that the Bible talks about, Luke, Matthew, to show you what is going on, the four horsemen, all these different things, to show you what's going on and why there's wars, rumors of wars, the time lineage and time that line that we're in right now. And I told you about how we can't say we're good. Our government who says that they're good, right? Even though they're all spewing New World Order, signing bills, executive orders for cryptocurrency, which is a one world government or one world currency. This is all coming into fruition. This is all happening. Famines, plagues, a.k.a. COVIDs. People dying, falling like dung in the field, as the Bible tells us. Factions of governments going against one another. I told you guys some time ago about the Order of the Phoenix versus the Golden Dawn. Who was of the Order of the Phoenix and what the Golden Dawn was. And these were all both orders of darkness. They were all trying to sanction and fa- and and. and and bring in or usher in the Antichrist for the New World Order. And whichever side found favor with the Antichrist would be the ones that would help bring it in. But back to where we left off, I talked about how, oh, they won't, they meaning the government have our best interests, but look at all the stupidity and things that they're doing to cause the planet. To knock off its natural, it's not knock it off its natural course. The influx and imbalances of the natural order of things, they're bringing in a state of chaos. And in order for a new order to come about, there has to be chaos brought into it. So you can't change something if you don't have something to change. They need players in the game to change the game. They are the problem. We're the reaction. They're the solution. They come up with the problems. We react. They come up with a solution. The natural order and balance of life and laws, it don't matter to these people. And like I said, even to the point of anti-policing, (laughs) which is why these stupid politicians I said it finally realize oh I think we need to put some measures in place just a bunch of bureaucracy idiots and puppets in place is what they have the point is this world and all of its inhabitants are so lost in doing the good they speak of humanitarians that is efforts they have that they claim their humanitarian efforts, equality, poor people and folks of color being oppressed and whatever other um, <laughs> analogy they want to use that they've caused more sin to be even more active and to exist now. I hope it makes more sense and is clearer or clairvoyant, which is clear seeing, clear sight. And seeing the point of view and that I'm trying to get you all to see now. 
I hope you're seeing the point now. Just by the crime going up is tangible evidence enough. Poverty, food shortages, restrictions, illnesses, deaths, rapes, weather inclinations, global catastrophes. They've all skyrocketed at an alarming higher rate than ever. In spite of how much good they've been pushing. Yeah, a lot of you roll and truly believe in and support the government and its corrupt and flawed systems which brings me back to my point right what the what the character Morpheus played by actor Lawrence Fishburne said to the character Neo played by actor Keanu Reeves in the movie the first Matrix movie that is during a scene in the training program module their characters were in Morpheus said And I quote, businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of the of that system. And that makes them our enemy. End quote. What did Yahshua, also known as Jesus Christ, what did Yahshua Hamashiach say in the scriptures? In John chapter 15, verse 19, he says, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of this world, but I have chosen you out of this world, therefore the world hateth you. That means if you're not of the world, they will hate you because the world love his own. What does John chapter three, verse 16 through 17 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Go back to the Morpheus quote to Neo again in the movie. Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system and that makes them our enemy. See, you have to go through the Most High, Yahshua HaMashiach. You have to go through Yahshua to be saved. You have to reach the Yahshua frequency. He's a frequency. He's the embodiment of the frequency. He's all, the, all another way for saying frequency is, is spirit, right? He's the Christ frequency, the Christ spirit. You guys call it the Holy Spirit. But the Christ frequency was in all of the prophets in the Bible, all of them. There wasn't a prophet who never didn't have the Christ frequency in them. It tells you this in the scriptures. Right there in the scriptures. But if we don't study, if we don't read the scriptures, we don't know this. We don't know it. We get mad and ready to pitch one and, and, and call people out and stuff because we lack certain things. But it's right there in the scriptures. I promise you. And so here it is, family. <clears throat> John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse nine says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, if he enter in, he shall be saved and 
shall go in and out and find pasture. This is said by Yahshua himself. He says he is the door, right? He is the door. (laughs) Morpheus in Greek means the God of dreams. For those of you who didn't know that. Means the God in dreams. Morpheus woke Neo up out of the matrix, the dream world, to the truth of himself, who he was and his true purpose. And only Morpheus could do that because he's the God of the dream. He's the God of the Matrix. In the movie, the first movie, The Matrix, Morpheus tells Neo, and I quote, I'm trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it, end quote. Very interesting choice of words. Morpheus saying he has to show Neo the door, but he can't do it for him. He has to walk through it himself. He says, I can only show you the door. But a Yahshua in chapter uh, 10 of John verse 9 says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and he shall go in and out and find pasture. Morpheus tells Neo, I'm trying to free your mind. But I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. If Neo is the one, and we see the name Neo is the anagram for different words like one, right? Or Neo. (laughs) Or Eon. Let's go to John chapter 1 and read verse 6 through 8. In John chapter 1 verse 6 through 8, verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now we know Lucifer is also referred to as the light bringer or the barrier of light. He brings knowledge. He bears knowledge. He's also referred to as a morning star. So is Yahshua in the book of Revelations. But Morpheus... Now, what is it for before I go to the next thing? What is what is what is that verse saying in John chapter one, verse six to eight, fam? God sent this man whose name was John, right? The most high sent him. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. So he was a light in himself, but he was not the light. He was that one preparing the way for the one who was the light. So John is Morpheus, right? He's the one to help wake people up. He's the only one that he can show them the door. But he isn't the door. He is just one that leads them to salvation. The salvation is coming. That's Neo, a.k.a. Yahshua. Morpheus led folks from the matrix and showed the door, but couldn't take them any further because he was only one to bear witness to the one who was of that light. And the door that through the one might be saved and free of the bond of enslavement that this world hold or has on the lost and the unconscious hope that's making sense so initially sin is the problem 
Neo is the one to gather the sheep. He's the shepherd to lead them into a new world. Uh Oh, there goes that word again. New world. Neo is not of this world. Remember, he came out of this world. He came to this world to save those who have already been enslaved by it. John, a.k.a. Morpheus, came to bear witness to the one who was to save us all. Now, getting back. So initially, sin is the problem. If we were to humble ourselves and repent of our sins, according to the Bible, that would kill the crime. The issues are if we, the people, eliminated sin, we wouldn't spread it as much. Now, if we go back to Romans chapter 3 and we read verses 12 through 18, which is what we're going to do, is what I'm going to do. Feel free to welcome and join in with me. We're going to see some things here. So I got something I want to show y'all. Romans chapter 3, verse 12. Now, we read verse uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12 earlier, but we didn't read from 12 to 18. So let's go back to Romans chapter 3. And let's read from 12 to verse 18. I'm going to show you where all this is going, family. Verse 12 of Romans 3 says, They are all gone out of the ways. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Verse 13. Their throat is an open uh, sculpture. With their tongue, with their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. That means that these people you call your government in this world, they are liars. They tell lies of deceit. It says with their tongues, they use deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Verse 14. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Verse 16. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Look at where the world is going, family. Look at the world global leaders. Look at all the chaos, animosity, vanity, death. We have all of a sudden these plagues. Look at the way the, the conditions of the world is in. Look at the laws they're passing. Look how harder it is for you to make ends meet. Feed yourself, your family. Keep a roof over your head. Stay with your spouse. Work on things together. Look at the debauchery, the foolishness, the sexual immorality that's taking place. And it's being every day more and more accepted. Look at the homosexuality. Look at everything. Just look at everything. You tell me, this is not what the Bible is talking about with your government. Let's continue reading. Let's start from 16. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Verse 17. And the way of peace have they not known. Yet this is supposed to be a world of peace. Equality. Unity. Love. But according to this, 
The way of peace have they not known. And verse 18 says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. That's the problem. Because in order before you can become wise, you have to fear the most high. It's like a parent. You humble before your parents. You feared your parents. They instilled in you discipline. That's where honor comes from. I don't mean the kind of fear where you're shaking in your boots and and and, and you, 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 you can't love the person you fear. I don't mean that kind of fear. I mean respectful fear. Like don't go there because you know that's not a good place to go. Let's even go to verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Not some of the world, not a part of the world. It said all of the world. That's all inclusive. That means everything in this living, as far as the people are concerned, are going to be included in this guilt. We're going to all be stopped based on the guiltiness of the law. We're under the law. We're under the law of the Romans. Read verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Not some flesh, not a little bit of flesh. No flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. It goes that word again. That's what we're talking about. This new world order they're bringing in, they're talking about to make the world better, more united, globally united, more equal and equality. The transgressions of sin is the reason why it will not be good. Because if you're going by the standards of the world alone and who's in control of the world, and us being in these imperfect, immoral, corruptible bodies we call flesh. No one is good. And this is why the days had to be shortened so that for the elect's sake, we could be saved. Because it says that the, the devil could deceive and would deceive all the nations. If you don't have the protection of the most high upon you, if you haven't taken this beast's mark, you will not be saved. Their idea of peace is more destructive. Now let me show you all something that is right before your very eyes. Go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Now you're about to get in it with your boy. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3 says, And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Who is he talking about? Because in this part of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 12, verse three, God is talking to Abraham, a.k.a. Abraham. Why? Let's see what the Bible says about the nations. Go to Genesis chapter 17 and let's read verses four through five. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. God is telling, or Most High, as I like to refer to him, or Yah, 
El Elo, whatever name you want to give him, Adonai, right? El Shaddai, which is what Abraham and them called him back in the day. Moses' time, the God Almighty. He's saying to Abraham that I'm going to make a covenant with you. And you will be the father of many nations. Now, in order to become the father of many nations, that's what verse 5 is about to tell him. This is where the name change comes into play. Verse 5 of Genesis chapter 17 says, Neither shall they, I mean, excuse me, neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. But thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. I want to show y'all where this is going. And why your Middle East, Israel, and all these places are very important. Because this is the beginning, family. That's why Genesis is the genes of Isis, right? The, the genealogy. Well, let me not go there right now. Genesis is the beginning of the Bible, according to the Bible. One of the first five books of the Torah. The law. The real law. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, why is that? Well, let's find out in Genesis chapter 18. Let's go to Genesis 18, verse 18. Genesis chapter 18, verse 18 says, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Wait a minute. All the nations is what? One world. A united nations. All the nations of the world under one nation, under one regime. That's all the nations. But did God just not say in chapter 18 of verse 18 in Genesis says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Well, what nation is Abraham from family? Israel. <laughs> this is where the Israelites come into play. This is how the nation was born. Because he found nothing wrong, no iniquity or anything in Ab Abraham. He, he followed his commandments. He did everything he asked of him. He was nothing unjust about Abraham. He did what he was told. Now, Lot, I can't go there, but we ain't talking about Lot. But right now, here's the thing. God blessed him and made him the father of many nations. And whoever, that's this is where we're going with this. Let's read it one more time. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations, not some, not a few, not a, a, a chip off the whole block a little bit here, there, all the nations, the entire world of the earth, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. So, wow. In other words, family, United Nations can receive blessing. They can receive a blessing if they're good to Israel. Because that's Abraham's seed. That's Abraham's nation. The reason why Israel is blessed is because of Abraham. The covenant that the Most High made with him. He made a, he made a forever lasting covenant with Israel. Yes. Wow. Here's another one, people. Go to Genesis chapter 26. Matter of fact. Put a bookmark in Genesis 26. Right now, some, if not a lot of you, are probably asking or saying to yourself, why would the Most High do that? 
Because here's something you have to understand, fam. We know there's a lot of satanic influence with the United Nations and even with the nation of Israel. But why is it the Bible believing Christians? Why is it the Bible believing Christians are not anti-Semitic? Why not anti-Semi, right? Meaning against it. Why is it believed that the Most High is going to destroy the nation of Israel and use them in the future? Even though there's so much evil, right? Even though there's so much evil. The simple answer is because before the devil, see, before the devil got a hold of the nation of Israel and the Jews, the Lord put a blessing on the, na on the nation to Abraham. That's why. The Lord put a blessing on the nation to Abraham. It's before Satan could get his hands on the Jews or, of the, or, or on the nation itself. He says, because you separated yourself from the world. This is what the Most High told Abraham. That's why. He basically says, I'm going to make your nation of Israel that comes from you be blessed. Matter of fact, if any physical na uh, nation on earth is good to your nation Abraham I'm going to bless them so that means any nation that's good to Israel automatically have a blessing coming from the most high because he made a covenant with him that means he won't break his covenant now you're saying if that's the case how is Satan able to get into this and how are we going to because I'm going to show you I wanted you all to see it how it all began what this whole thing is about now, family, what the blessing the Most High gave to Abraham, do you actually think Satan is stupid? No, he's not stupid. Isn't HaShetan the type that cannot go outside of God's boundaries, the Most High's limitations that he has set for Satan? Yeah. He has to go under the Most High system. That means he can't do nothing without the Most High's approval, without it being given to him or allowed or allotted to him to be able to do or to have. So if that's the case and Israel is blessed because because it's, it's the nation of Abraham. Isn't HaShetan aware of that? Of course he is. So of course Satan is going to play along with what the Most High is doing to benefit his own end game. That's why it's named end game. <laughs> So what is the devil going to do? You're asking. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to have the Antichrist come out of this nation, Israel, one day. That's what Satan planned. He's saying, I'm going to have my own Christ come out of Israel one day. I'm going to have certain evil globalists within this nation, Israel, one day. And then whatever they do. To accomplish evil purposes, if the nations help them out, then guess what? I'm going to use that where they can be blessed also because the Most High is going to bless them based on his covenant. And that's what Satan's thinking. I'm going to use that where they can be blessed more. Because he can use it to his advantage. Now, here's the thing. The thing is that. 
I know the Most High's blessing is upon this nation. Why? Because the Most High made a promise to the Jews that he'll never erase. But the devil can use some of that to build up his new world order as well. And as a matter of fact, when he builds up that new world order, that's why. Think for a second, people. Why do you think the son of perdition, a.k.a. the Antichrist, needs Jerusalem? Why does the Antichrist need the temple and the worship? Because he knows that the Most High's blessing is at hand, is on it. Here's a bigger one, fam. Why does the world, you ever wonder why, the tribulation to begin, uh, why, why does he need the tribulation to begin? Why does the Antichrist need a peace treaty? Why is, why is it that the start of everything, the start of everything, the tribulation, you know why? He needs that Jew first. Whoa, you never thought of that before, did you? He needs that peace treaty with Israel first so he can take the Most High's blessings, take the Most High's promises, and guess what he's going to do? He's going to betray the Jews and then he's going to turn anti-Semi and turn against the nation of Israel. That's, ladies and gentlemen, how that reptilian, draconian piece of snake crap, satanic being known as Hasatan works. Now, you may say, oh, I don't believe that. Hey, the Pharisees turned against their own people. They turned against Yahshua who happens to also be a Hebrew Israelite Jew. Judas, a Jew who turned against his own master, Yahshua. Betrayal has always been a thing with the nation of Israel, including the Jewish founding fathers. They betrayed one of their tribes, Joseph, the brothers, one of those founding fathers, right? Which has been a good principle for Satan. Betrayal is not difficult for Satan, fam. I don't know why people find that hard to believe. That's why you'll see the devil's hand be behind the nation of Israel. But at the same time, you'll see the most high's hand behind it as well. You'll see both hands behind the scene. Just as much as you can see both hands be behind the so-called Christian church as well. Because when the most high blesses the Christian church, if you'd study your history, because of persecution, Christianity grew. But the devil took play, and to his advantage, he created the monstrous Roman Catholic Church system, where they can combine Roman paganism, there goes that word, with Christianity, and now they become the leading figure of the New World Order system. This is why your so-called Antichrist is coming out of Israel, because Israel is coming out of the European Union, which is one of those three countries that make up Israel, Europe, Asia, and Africa. And out of Europe comes the European Union. Your Russians, your Germans, your Romes. Because where is Italy? It's in Rome. That comes out of Europe. Now you see how the stuff connects? The Jacob and Jews. Take, let me tell you about Jacob and the Jews. Now, as I left off, let's look in Genesis chapter 26. Remember, I told you to bookmark it. Because we're going to read Genesis chapter 26 
And we're going to read verse 20. I mean, we're going to read verse four. Genesis chapter 26, verse four. And it reads as this. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that, and let's read verse five, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. That's why he blessed Abraham. Verse four of verse, I mean, of chapter 26 in Genesis, he says he will cause him to multiply. Right. Let's read it again. Verse four. And I will make thy seed. That means Abraham's seed, his offspring to multiply as the stars of heaven. Stars of heaven is so indefinite. No one can count them. It's going to be so many, so many generations. And will give unto thy seed all these countries, all the countries, right? And in thy seed shall all the nations, not some, all the nations of the earth be blessed. That's why Satan is going through Abraham, Israel. Let me rephrase that. That's why Satan is going through Israel because of Abraham, because of the covenant that God established with Abraham, the promise that and covenant that God made with Abraham telling him he would not only bless Abraham he'll bless his seed his generations to come his offspring his descendants the generations to come after him they will all be blessed as long as they follow like they're supposed to but he made a pact with him I'm going to bless Israel Satan knew okay most high made a promise he don't go he don't turn his uh, he don't go off his word he don't turn against his word he don't turn away from it he made a, he made up an impact. Abraham made an impact on the Most High, so he made a pact with him, a treaty, a real peace treaty. <laughs> okay, a real treaty, not just false. Everything you see that the Most High has done, the devil tries to do the same, but he counterfeit. There's counterfeit for every Christ. There's an antichrist, right? For every treaty or covenant made, there's a peace treaty with Satan, but he's gonna break it. Three and a half years into the seven-year peace treaty, that's forty-two months. The Bible talks about this. This being, that's in Revelation chapter 11 and Revelation, Revelation chapter 11, verse 2 and Revelation 13, verse 5. Read it. This being is treacherous. He wants to sit in the temple and pronounce himself God. He wants to die and resurrect. That's in Revelation chapter 13, verse 3. Everything that the Most High does, he wants to ascend. That's in Isaiah chapter 14, 12. I will ascend my throne past the, the stars, past the Most High. I will be like the Most High. So we're seeing what's going on here. But the Most High is using him. He, he He's using him just as much as Satan thinks he's using the Most High. Only the thing is, Most High is the one that's behind all the planning. <laughs> so anyway, you just read what Genesis chapter 26 verse 4 says. And I will make thee thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. That includes Jacob and all the Hebrews were like Jews going down. So this is interesting when you study the new world order, because you see from all of this, how the most high is building up something. But Satan's trying to take that something for himself. See, that's why. 
So the devil plays along with the most high system and then he deals right that for himself and corrupts that what he's going to do. Now, go back with me and look into the book of Luke again. I want you all to go into your books of Luke because we're about to get there. Let's go to Luke chapter 21. Well, actually, let's go to the book of Revelation family. Revelation chapter 11, I just mentioned it. Both Luke chapter 21 and Revelation 11. Revelation chapter 11 verse 2 says, But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city. Shall they tread under the foot forty and two months? See, I just read that. Satan is going to go against and betray the Jews. That's what that verse means. Same thing was foretold in the book of Luke. Now go to Luke chapter 21. We're going to read verse 24. Luke chapter 21 verse 24 says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. That's the United Nations. All nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. See, Jerusalem will and has to be betrayed. All is about the tribulation. See that? So it is interesting when you see the Russia-Ukrainian conflict, how Israel's an important attention on the news. Whether you believe it or not, Israel contributes and is very important, fam, for the New World Order system. The New World Order, fam, cannot commence and start without the action going on in Israel. I just gave y'all a complete open passageway through the Bible, man. So now you can tell people this and explain it and, and it almost be like you're there. I think you're psychic, but you just you're prophesying out of the Bible. This is the most high telling you what's going to happen in this movie called life. And he wants to give you the script to the movie. It's called scriptures. The new order would not be able to commence a start without it going on without action going on in Israel. So what's the evidence for that? The Antichrist cannot start his new world order family without peace with Israel. See, people, you need Israel first until you get Israel taking action on something then the new world order can commence see what i'm saying in revelation chapter 6 that when the antichrist starts out conquering the world that is the united nations united nations there will be a different group of nations fighting against them it's so interesting for those of you who didn't know about this you do know that Zelensky, the ukraine jewish president Right. Has Jewish ties. <laughs> right. He has Jewish ties. Don't or didn't you guys know that a lot of you probably didn't. You didn't probably pay no mind. So when the Ukrainian Russia conflict came out. Why look at that? Looky, looky. I'm trying to tell you all right now. A Jew was involved. Now, if you go to the Wall Street Journal titled, Why Does Ukrainian Have a Jewish President? They go into explaining that. I want you to understand something. There's two factions going on here. 
you got the Antichrist nation, and then you have rogue nations. What are the rogue nations? There's a split in divisions. I've been telling you guys this. I told you, the Antichrist nations are under him. They're going to be the United Nations, right? They're going to be the European Union. They're going to be NATO. You know what NATO is? NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Gotta have that for peace treaties. They all see. So that side is claiming new world order. But what is the rogue side? What is the side that's going against the Antichrist? This side is going to go against him. The Bible tells us they're going to go against him. The rogue nations are the communists or the Muslim groups, the Gog and Magog. Russia will start out with them, but they're going to turn on them, too. That's in Ezekiel. And in Revelation chapter six, verse uh, listen, this in all of chapter six and in chapter 20, read it. But guess what? Those sides are claiming the new world order as well. Russia and China, all them are already talking about the new world order. Then we got our own president here, Biden, talking about the new world order. That's why I say if y'all pay attention, you're seeing too many people come out and say new world order. Remember, I told you there was a group, an order called the Golden Dawn. That's the one that Trump's under. The Phoenix Rising. That's the order of Biden. Biden's group is going to come in because they need that chaos. Because he's the president of chaos. If you read the book of Daniel, you'll notice. He's the president of chaos that's going to help make everybody just about hate his ass. Excuse my language. Hate his tail. So... This is why there's wars coming out now. This You wonder why Russia is now making a move on Ukraine. This is for resources. They need certain things from each one of these things. When they cause a war, it's for resources, family. They need to take something to help build something. They're trying to help usher in the Antichrist. <laughs> this is all a ploy. To look like enemies on camera behind closed doors, these people are working together. And but yet, the truth of the matter is in the book of Daniel, like you saw in Daniel 11, they are going to turn against the Antichrist. But that's not now, that's later. I ain't going to get into Apollyon, Lucifer, Satan, and all these other beings. We're not going to talk about that right now. But what I wanted you to know is Wormwood is coming real soon to an earth near you. <laughs> I just want to say that was sounded funny. But it's true. Revelations 8 talks about it. So, family, I just wanted to kind of give you that today. I wanted to try to give you that. Now, before we, uh, I'm going to leave it off of that. But I want you to know the New World Order, N NWO, the UN, UN, it stands for United Nations, right? All this has to be, Israel has to be a part of that. None of this stuff can exist without Israel. So you need Israel first. Until you get Israel taking action on something, then the new world order can commence. All is about the tribulation. That's why I told you all this. It's like I said, the whole Russian-Ukrainian conflict. How Israel's an important attention on the news. Whether you believe it or not, family, that's why it has to be. It has to be a part of that. 
So just know your new world order fam cannot commence without that. Action has to be going on in Israel for that to go on. And yeah, Zelensky, I thought that was funny too, but being that he's uh, the president of Ukraine, he is also Jewish. <laughs> and you say, well, 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 you know, what's the coincidence there? It's not a coincidence. None of this is a coincidence. When you people still keep thinking things are coincidental because they don't look or fit in your mold of reality, that's how you know you're still under the gaze of the guise of the Matrix illusion. You're still under the, the enchantment spell, literally, because and you, you can see these things if you search the scriptures. John chapter 5, verse 39 says, search the scriptures. Now, I promised you all, if we had a little time left, I would give you some, um, some things to look at in the Avenger movies. Um, let's see what we got. I don't want to waste too much time on uh, throwing anyone off or anything like that. Um, let's go to the Captain America movie. In the very first Captain America. You know when they held him in the... Um, he wakes up um, in the Captain America movie he's in he wakes up in what looks to be a, a room he's, in, he's lying in the bed and the lady comes in and uh, he, he's really lost because he doesn't recognize where he's at now In that movie, when he's running in New York, Nick Ferry and his boys stop him in the middle. There is a, if, if you look to your left, which is his right in the movie, and he's in front of the, um, he's in front of New York. He, I mean, not in front of New York, he's in New York. And he's right in front of, um, I believe it's where he, I, think, I believe he's in Madison Square garden anyway if you look to your left you see a corona bottle over his shoulder if you look to his right you'll actually see the coronavirus picture and this movie came out family captain america i believe it came out 2011 something like that so (laughs) they predictively programmed that way ahead of time and then if you look where Nick Fury is to his right, which is your left, you'll see the eye of Horus and the number 23 and the eye of Jupiter, which is Constantine. They're all attributed to the Antichrist. See, 23 is a huge number. Why? Because if you divide two and three, you get 666, which is in Revelation 13 verses 15 to 18, talking about the carbon 12, right? And what are, um, what is carbon-12 made of? Six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. This is the number of man that you read about in Revelation 13, verse uh, 15 through 18. Michael Jordan, who's also called the the goat. The goat is a representation of Baphomet, right? Jordan has been said to be a goat or a god on the basketball court. 
he wears number 23. He's the bull god. He played for the Chicago Bulls. He sticks his tongue out like a bull. He sticks his tongue out like... <sighs> Michael's my guy, man. But I got to tell you guys the truth, man. His father was, was, was murdered. And this was like, I believe, on July 23rd. That happens to be the, uh, the constellation of Leo. <laughs> Which is also talking about Osiris. Because that is the... The sign of Sirius. Sir- Sirius is is at its strongest during that time, and you notice the 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 July twenty third of Leo goes all the way to August twenty second. Leo is the lion or the sun sign. Jesus is said to be the son of man. He's the S O N, but he's also the S U N. He's a solar deity. Plus, he is the sign of Judah, which is a lion. Right. My my birth sign is Leo. Okay, so it's just it's just a few things I want to give y'all. Now, Pearl Harbor attacks Japanese launch surpri- uh, surpri- uh, surprise attack on the United Nations Navy, uh, naval base uh, was in Hawaii in 1941, December 7th. If you do your research, Daniel's prophecy of 70 weeks talks about these things happening. So the Most High warned the Antichrist would change the meaning of time and numbers. This is where the macabre comes. I mean, not the macabre. This is where the uh, Mandela effect of CERN comes in. Guys need to study uh, time-space overlaps. You need to study um, what CERN has been doing with the Hydrogen Collider, the particle accelerator. You see this also in the Avenger movies, the particle accelerator. You see it very, very much so and in game when all of the avengers were standing on the uh, quantum machine getting ready to go back in time they were in part of the hadron collider which is cern there's so much symbolism in all these movies family i just couldn't tell you everything it, it, it would it would just take a long time but you would enjoy it because you'd see how it all correlates how it all synchronizes so on that note family we're gonna go ahead and close the show out Stay tuned for uh, Monday, April the 3rd of 2022. That's, uh, I mean, excuse me, Monday, April the 4th, because Sunday is April 3rd. Monday, April 4th, 2022, we'll be having our Q&A. If you have questions, please definitely feel free to jot them down and send them to me through your emails. Again, family, we will have the website up and running soon. Uh, Thank you all for your patience. Those of you who really were concerned and truly kept in contact with me, making sure I was alive uh, nonetheless and just okay. Um, I really appreciate you. Family, if you can donate, it will help the cause out for Favorite Radio. Um, You know, like I said, we're just trying to get information out. We're trying to reach people. We're in the time where this type of stuff needs to be talked about, whether we like it or not. We have to see the relevance and the veracity in it. Uh, this is all for real, people. You know, um, just like the Most High say, he goes to prepare a place for us in his father's mansion. I prepare these these, these podcasts so that we can get the word out, man, and, and help sharpen iron in each other. Um, especially, that's what the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You know, keep each other sharp. Because time is here. Revelations 1, chapter 1, verse 3 tells us this. And while I'm at it, let me go ahead and read both of those scriptures to you real quick. I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 
And I'm going to start at verse 15 to 18. And then I'm going to end it on Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 15 of Revelation, I mean, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherever comfort, see, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All right, and then Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And for some of you, the time is nigh, meaning near. We are definitely in the times. The seals haven't broken yet, but they're definitely about to. Euphrates River is already drying up, as Revelation 16, 12 tells us. So family, come on, man. Asteroids and all this stuff is being reported. We don't know the day, the time, or the hour, but we are told and warned of the season that these things would take place. So pay attention to the heavens, look in the skies, read Luke, read Matthew, read the entire Bible, man. Study, man. Stop just BSing and giving time to Satan and using his devices. As 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 tells us, let's get on board with what's really good. Love people, man. Put all the foolishness away. Love them to the best of your ability. Let them love you to the best of theirs. Y'all come together and compromise. Work together. Don't work against each other. That's all a device and a ploy and, a, 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 you know, a device of, the, of, of Satan, man. The kingdom is Satan. Hashetan is actually the devil himself. So the kingdom of darkness is all widespread. It's divided in itself as well. Anyway, family, I'm your boy, Jerry the Daughter. It's been a pleasure. Thank you once again. Love you all. And always. Keep yourselves healthy. Keep your eyes open. Watch your six. Pray to the most high. Meditate. Eat right. Love. And be loved. I'm your boy Jay signing off. Saying to all those. I'm out. Peace. And namaste.